Greetings and salutations, and welcome to Flintlocks and Fireballs, where a handful of mad actors will attempt to survive the turbulent waters of Dungeons and Dragons. I am, as ever, your host and dungeon master, Jason Phelps, and I am joined by Robbie Allosaurus Bellicotton, Sam Stegosaurus Burns, and Ellie Rogers Thesaurus Sparrow. Fuck off! <laughs> Oh. Wait, I'm, why am I a book and everybody else gets to be dinosaurs? I mean, I suppose books I can, can have lots Rogers of dinosaurs in them, so sitting. actually, I and, win. And the thesaurus, if I can actually pronounce it correctly, has, uh, yeah, it's going to give you alternate names for dinosaurs. <laughs> so, I, so technically, Thunder Lizard. Thunder Lizard. <laughs> Is that an actual alternate name for a dinosaur? Or I think so. I think it's a literal translation of one of them. Terrible lizard is Tyrannosaurus Rex. I mean, Rex. that's fantastic. We need to find out which dinosaur is a thunder lizard. In fact, uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex is King Terrible Lizard. I feel like if... Because so- the King Terrible Lizard! <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if Celestia was a dinosaur, she'd be a thunder lizard, whatever dinosaur that is. That we, feels about yeah, right. If we, yeah. if we ever go to uh, some deep tropical jungle somewhere... Oh, it's a Brontosaurus! Oh, excellent. Oh, well. If we ever go to some uh, deep tropical jungle somewhere, perhaps we will meet King Thunder Lizard. Just in case we're at the point where... <laughs> anyone will fan art this somebody please draw celestia as a brontosaurus <laughs> just just like just on the off chance brontosaurus uh, david bowie yeah brontosaurus <laughs> david bowie drow that's please what i need in my i life. didn't know i needed that in my life <laughs> oh it's also in now. warcraft that's that's where i got it originally i think okay <laughs> it's and, in uh, and speaking of uh, commercial uh, of commercialized games uh, it's uh, possibly time for future announcements where who knows maybe by episode 11 it's by the gods it's episode 11 now uh, future us <laughs> might have something to say about sponsorship hello it's future Jason with messages from the present no word on sponsorship yet past Jason but don't give up hope this week on Robbie Watch Robbie will be in Ipswich. So if you want to catch her in Awful Auntie and you live in Ipswich, you can do so there. Otherwise, we have no other announcements except, of course, for the revelation that our lady and mistress, Tchir, has arisen and will soon be walking the uh, plains of the earth. If you wish to offer up appropriate sacrifice, please consult the nearest beetle priest that will dig its way out of the fetid soil. Otherwise... It's back to you, Past Jason. Doubt it. Yeah, that was overly optimistic, wasn't it? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but you never know. We never know. I mean, I was very optimistic thinking that somebody would care enough to draw me as a dinosaur. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'd love to try and do that, but I, I don't think I can draw dinosaurs. <laughs> well, we'll find that out in uh, like a month and a half, I guess. Oh God, ages, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be really, really, you know, humble pie for you if, like... There's a, a plug for D&D Beyond there or something. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? That'd be ridiculous. I think there's that other podcast that covers them, though, isn't yes. there? Yeah, I think they might. <laughs> more than they one. Might they sponsor more than one. Yeah, might be more than one. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, do I need this? I mean, I'm using their software, so. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, do any of us have any, uh, have any cool announcements to make here in the past? Um... Okay, no, no. no. <laughs> Don't think so. I know, you, I know you've got a new die, Robbie. That's about it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I've got... Uh, but that's not new, is it? That's... that's like every all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. Uh, in which case, 
I will. Uh, uh, I think it's time for flintlocks and fireballs. Our land stands on the saber's edge. Our cities are a powder keg. Brother chains, brother, no one's free. A life on land is short, you'll see. So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcimere. No kraken storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear. Previously on Flintlocks and Fireballs, our party finally arrived in the port of Crosswater. Uh, within the Viridian Bay. With the Charlie's regret in uh, dire need of a good 10-day week in dry dock, the party find themselves uh, in need of things to do while they wait for the loot from the uh, captured fawn and the fawn itself to be sold and their shares to be apportioned. And for some of you, uh, for the ship to actually be seaworthy enough for you to to continue on in search of your own quests. The party uh, made contact with the sculptor, or rather one of the uh, sculptor's lieutenants, who gave them an option of uh, three different jobs they could pursue. Uh, finishing one would, allow, would be enough to uh, pay them for seeking out the information that Celestia is looking for, while the other two would be paid in cold, hard cash. Hmm. After successfully defeating a chitinous monster uh, hidden in the sewers beneath the city, the party found themselves trapped by a mysterious hooded stranger. After a frantic chase through a marketplace, the three of them wound up, well, the four of them, including the stranger, wound up in a deserted alleyway where the stranger revealed themselves to be Chase Gramani. A hulking, rather muscly uh, tiefling who had been sent to invite Scamp specifically uh, to the household of the Grimani, supposedly a safe haven for tieflings within Crosswater. Somewhat reluctantly, she agreed to lead the others along with Scamp. So, if you'll uh, consult the handy map, uh, which I have placed up in the chat. Uh, it will also be on social media and on the website, listeners. As ever. Uh, you <laughs> can see that, and I'll actually uh, uh, copy the map. I'll, print. I'll make another a second copy of that for future, I think. Uh, so, as you make your way out from the alleyway, you find yourselves heading back out into the Judgment Square market. Uh, which is beginning to settle down after the uh, unexpected flurry of events uh, that had taken place within it, but of, uh, but ten minutes uh, or less before. Chase quickly moves the four of you through the new Glazer's Ward and the uh, complex back streets of the Warrens, a part of the... Uh, semi-industrial district of Crosswater, which you realise to be a much more, uh, a much less affluent area. Houses are more densely packed, 
workshops tend to be shoved in where they can be, and it seems that she's taking a deliberately oblique route. Eventually, she leads you towards the crowded warehouses and uh, dock district of Olympi's Nest. <coughs> uh, one moment. So, as you're working your way through, there we go. Chase leads you deep into the industrial district of town. Uh, passing through the New Glazers district, past workshops and crafting houses, and on through into the morass of heavy warehouses that bulk up space between the city's ever-working heart and the docks, canals, and quays flanking the river that serves its arteries. If memory of how you, of this city's lookhouse from when you were uh, layout, I should say, from when you approached serves you correctly, you are not far from the quay where the fortress beast uh, is. Well, less moored and more resting. That said, <laughs> even this late, the demands of commerce mean Tethered, that the city is never truly quiet this close to the docks, and you can hear the faint hubbub of conversation, argument, and late-night hammering and sawing even now. Eventually, Chase stops at one seemingly random warehouse, bearing a flaking old sign proclaiming the building to belong to... Genevieve, Frey, and Daughters, textile merchants. It looks barely used, except for the heavy lock on the front door, which Chase opens with a heavy, with a thick iron key. Inside, you filter your way past heavy crates and high racks filled with row after row of bolts of dull, unbleached khaki cloth. The windows on the interior, you notice, have been boarded up and were it not for your dark vision, you would have difficulty making your way through the maze of heavy wooden cubes. Uh, Corzin, you don't have dark vision. It is pitch black in here, <laughs> and you are uh. forced to be led through holding someone's hand. Uh, you have your choice of whose hand you wish to get to grab, if any. I mean, I'm already holding Scamp's hand for this whole walk. <laughs> um, but you can hold mine. <laughs> Fine, fine, yeah, whatever. This, oh, we're adorable right we now. Yeah, we're like a little, little weird row. family. <laughs> this so gentle. This is oh, so we go down in perfect height order as well. I'm fine. What? <laughs> the three of you uh, follow Chase in this little daisy chain until eventually you come to a small back door hidden behind a couple of the larger crates, which Chase unlocks with another key. It feels as if you have stepped into another world, far from the bustle and cry of the city. Nestled between several warehouses, each backing onto each other, you find a wide courtyard that has seen the touch of long years of love. This empty space has been meticulously transformed into an ornamental garden. Ancient flagstones have been dug up, retiled, and turned into a koi pond that stretches across the courtyard, silver and gold fish flitting through the dark waters and its various water plants. A tiny arched bridge has been built across the pond in the centre, either side leading to a fine gravel path that curves through the garden as it leads from the door you have stepped through to a far one. Trellises cover the walls, and vines and creepers climb the warehouse backs. 
Hanging baskets full of flowers and greenery cover every blacked-out inward-facing window, and small potted trees ring the enclosure, cut in the draconic style into various pleasing shapes. A small gazebo has been erected in one corner, underneath which has been hung a swinging seat wide enough for two. A familiar-looking figure is perched under it, reading a book, that of the Brass Lantern's barman. But without his gloves, you can see that his hands are tipped with claws. He looks up at your approach with cat-like yellow eyes, his pupils flash green for a moment, in the reflection of a nearby oil lamp illuminating his, his book. A chocolate-coloured tail unwinds from the seat as he stands, barbed in the same fashion as Scamp. It's good to see you, Chase. And you see you brought, uh, brought the young one. He looks a little surprised and possibly a little alarmed to see Corzin and Celestia. Uh, we weren't expecting additional visitors. They didn't want to come on their own. He kind of looks to, uh, scamp and to chase. Chase shakes her head. It is fine. They, they seem trustworthy enough. Besides, we owe scamp our lives. That we do. The uh, barman nods. Well, in that case, uh, allow me to introduce myself. Name's Mordecai, uh, although uh, when I'm running the bar, I go by John Smith. <laughs> and uh, he runs a hand through his hair, and you can just see there is actually um, there are actually filed down horn stubs beneath the hair. Which is grown over it to cover them. Mm. <laughs> oh, I guess, uh, I guess we'll be meeting the rest of the family then. <laughs> um, uh, Scamp, you ready? No. How many of you are here? Well, everybody's in now that uh, now the chase is back. So. Uh, I want to say, yeah, all seven of us. I give Scamp's hand a little squeeze. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Oh, uh, if it helps, we weren't expecting three new people either. We'll have to get another couple of chairs out. <laughs> but um, dinner should be ready soon. Chase turns to you, uh, Scamp. It will be fine. This... Uh, this is my brother-in-law. We, uh, I, if, if, please come inside. It will be okay. Scamp, they seem like nice enough people. And we've got your back. Don't worry. Yeah, we can always kill all of them if anything goes wrong. You see both, uh, uh, both Mordecai and Chase tense. I'm joking. I'm so sorry. I'm nervous. Um. <laughs> Bad joke. They kind of, they both stare at you for a moment, and Mordecai looks uh, cautiously at Chase. Is, uh, it is okay. It is okay. 
All right, Chase, if you think so. Sorry, we're a bit jumpy. We don't usually have outsiders come this close. Understandable. <clears throat> You've got nothing to worry about from either of us. I'd very much like to believe that. Take your time. All right, sir. He runs his hand through his hair again. Chase, sir. Uh, you lead the way. She turns back and again, sort of gesturing to Scamp. You can tell that she wants to, you know, to take one of your hands reassuringly, Scamp, but also doesn't want to touch you without your permission. So he's just sort of gesturing <laughs> with vaguely with her hands. He goes, "It will be okay. It will be okay." Can Cousin see at all unaided now? Ah uh, yes, now there is uh, there is uh, dim light uh, filtering through the clouds above, uh, and also reflected from the uh, many lights of the city. By this point, we've hit. I think by this point, we've gone entirely into night. Uh, dusk has closed down over the uh, over the city, uh, and there is also the light from the oil lantern. Uh, so. You see, one of the warehouses on the side has a painted uh, door, uh, not on, just you know, not unlike a normal front door of a house. And Chase pushes it open and leads you through, and you find yourselves arriving in a very large common room. The half of the room nearest the door sports eight chairs arranged in a very rough semicircle around a fireplace, most of which are quite different from the rest. A pair of high-backed red leather armchairs sit closest to the fire, one of which is a footstool in front of it. Not far from these is a straight-backed wooden chair, made of cheap pine, but which has had every surface carved and lacquered in a variety of patterns and images. A plain, dark wooden chair, with a comfortable-looking red cushion and back, sits near that chair, and beside that is a pile of plush cushions of varying colours with a distinctive central impression from repeated lounging. A green leather armchair with a lower back sits a little distance from the cushion pile, and one last pair of chairs complete the circle. A plain but sturdy stool and a fat brown armchair covered in quilts and blankets. Two of the chairs and the pile of cushions are currently occupied. The far half of the room contains a long table with eight chairs and a couple of hastily added stools <laughs> laid out for dinner with mismatching bowls and cutlery. The sound of clattering from a nearby, uh, nearby doorway seems to indicate the existence of a kitchen. Uh, the last thing you notice before returning your attention to the inhabitants of the chairs is that every inch of the walls and ceiling has been painted in a variety of subjects. Landscapes, people, scenes from scripture, fantastical beasts and portrait scenes from ordinary life all mesh together in interesting ways. Two of the seated figures share a clear family resemblance. Well, one seated and one lying on their front. Perched on the carved pine chair is a tall, thin tiefling with alabaster white skin and a mop of curly black hair. You can see where her horns have been filed down to hide in the mass of hair, and she wears dark brown leather jerkin and matching boots and trousers. She's busy with a carving knife, whittling a stick of wood, but looks up as you enter. 
The other figure is lying on the pile of cushions, a much younger tiefling of perhaps scamp's age, with the same dead white skin, but a pair of small nubby horns and straight silver hair, wearing a short cardigan and yellow dress. She too looks up from the book she is reading on your arrival. The third figure, sat in the quilted armchair, is a short, plump tiefling with green skin, a bob of black hair around a pair of small bull's horns, and completely black eyes. She wears a white dress with blue and, flower and green flowers stitched into it, smudges of green and dirt around the hem. She stands as you enter, uh, first seeing Chase, her face spreading in a broad smile. She puts down a ball of wool and her crochet needles and embraces Chase, planting a kiss on her lips. She pulls back and, the, uh, and then seems to notice uh, more of you than expected. The other two pale tieflings are staring first at Scamp, but then very quickly at Cause and Celestia as you arrive. <coughs> Mordecai comes in. Hello. Uh, there's a couple of extra visitors uh, that we weren't expecting, but Chase assures me that uh, things will, will be okay. He gives a slightly sidelong glance at um, Celestia and Corzin, but seems to be trying to reassure, him, reassure himself as well as the others. Uh, still, though, uh, we're, you know, we're all very happy to uh, see our uh, see a new friend here in town, the uh, green-skinned, plump tiefling, uh, kneels down in front of you, Scamp, uh, and gives you a broad smile. Well, hello there, she says, and uh, she offers uh, one of her hands to shake yours. My name's Lilith. I'm uh, Maudie's sister, Chase's wife. What's your name? Scamp. That's a pleasure. I'm just going to stare at her hand. I'm not going to shake it. She keeps it extended and says, well, it's a pleasure to meet you. Um, welcome to Hi. Welcome to the Grimani house. She keeps the hand extended, but when it's clear you're not going to shake it, she pulls it away. Um, stands up. And... Uh, Yourselves. I put a hand out. Celestia Stardust, nice to meet you. She shakes it firmly. That's an interesting name, but uh, well, well, it's a pleasure to meet you, Celestia, and puts a hand down to you, Cousin. I uh, shake it jovially. Uh, and your name? Oh, uh, Corzin Hortace. Ah, well, well, it's. Uh, it's unusual to see anyone else in the house, but uh, uh, if uh, if Scamp here and Mordecai and Chase all think you can be trusted, then uh, welcome, <laughs> welcome in. Scamp. I promise you, we mean you no harm so long as you mean Scamp no harm. Uh, it's just. Oh it's... no no no! There's, a, there's no no fear about that. Any any tiefling is always welcome here. <laughs> Scamp wanted company. The. Uh, Two, uh, the the two white-skinned uh, tieflings are looking at you. Less welcoming, not necessarily less welcomingly, but more warily than Lilith. The one with the uh, whittling knife, you can see, has stopped whittling and 
is almost unconsciously gripping it in as if she might be expecting a fight to break out. Uh, but you can see that she's restraining her, her, her expression. The smaller tiefling is uh, looking up with uh, more sort of just naked interest at the pair of you, as well as uh, as well as Scamp. Chase speaks up. Allow me to uh, introduce you to my sisters. Uh, this, and she points to the taller of the two pale halflings. Uh, this is my sister Tiefling. Hope. Tieflings. <laughs> what? What? There's a fling in there. Uh, <laughs> to the taller of the two uh, 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 pale tieflings. This is my sister Hope. Uh, Hope nods. Hi. Um, hello. It is unexpected to see you, but um, hello. I guess you'll be joining us for dinner. Um, Papa, there's uh, two unexpected guests. And you hear a voice. I heard, I heard. It is all right. Welcome them in. Uh, the younger tiefling pushes herself up from her cushions, book still in hand, and sort of wanders over and peers at Scamp. Hmm. Hello. My name's Wisdom. Hello. You're Scamp, then, is it? Yes. Hmm. She peers you up and down. All right. Well. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, look, look. You've got something behind your ear. And she reaches back and pulls out a small copper piece from just behind you. Sister is like watching this, like, how did she do it so it looks good? <laughs> Scamp's just sort of frozen up. Just let's do just Scamp. Hey, Scamp, Scamp, that's, that's your ear copper, that is. <laughs> she tucks the piece away. That, that's not a thing. You keep saying that like it's a thing. It's not a thing. It's a thing if I say it's a thing. <laughs> it goes and says, give it a rest for a moment, will you? You can see that um, wisdom is smiling a little. Hey, it's good to meet someone else, uh, someone who's not old <laughs> for once in uh, coming to this place. Um, no, everyone is so old. Oh, <laughs> I just look at Celestia. <laughs> I know, right? Um, well, it's good to meet you, Scamp. Um, are you hungry? Yeah. I don't know. Um, You're always hungry, come on. You can't have eaten that many sweets today that you don't want dinner. I've eaten a lot of sweets. <laughs> but yeah... Uh, at this point, uh, you can see another couple of uh, figures emerge from the kitchen. Two more tieflings, both with a family resemblance uh, to uh, ch uh, to Chase, Hope, and Wisdom. <clears throat> One of them seems between uh, Hope and Wisdom in age, with purple skin, curly black hair, blank red eyes, and branching antlers, dressed in a similar jerkin and boots to his sister, but with a bit of decorative stitching around the hems in red. There's a twinkle to his eye, and he grins on seeing the new arrivals. Hello there! 
I see we have friends. Hello, I am Courage. Courage by name. Courage by nature. <laughs> Celestia Stardust, nice to meet you. Oh, I like you. It shakes your hand. Um, they, oh God, there's two of them. Uh, and, and you hear a voice coming from yeah, as as the other one is coming out of the kitchen, carrying a, a very heavy pot in both hands. <laughs> like you can stop your boasting, Courage. It is okay. And he places the uh, the big pot down on the table and turns, folding his arms as he looks at you. The last tiefling is older than the rest, with curled white hair, branching antlers, blank crimson eyes behind horn-rimmed spectacles, and deep purple skin, wrinkled around the eyes, neck, and hand. He has the look of someone who's been used to carrying heavy loads their whole life, and wears sandals knee-length trousers, a loose white shirt rolled up at the sleeves, and an open brown waistcoat. And where you can see his forearms, uh, where the sleeve of the shirt is rolled up, they are just covered in tattoos. Causing uh, uh, these are... They, these remind you a lot of some of the older sailors you've seen in your life. I was going to say, are, are any of them obviously sailory? Some tattoos? are obviously nautical. Some seem to be more decorative. Uh, some are in a language uh, that you can't read. Uh, that okay. neither of the pair of you can read. Scamp, you actually re- you can you can read it, um, and it just seems uh, uh, one of them says basically translated from infernal. Gramani on it uh, and uh, the other says we'll fuck you up if you cross us <laughs> um, but they both look like all of the all of the uh, tattoos look very quite old possibly the relic of a much younger like one. they're a little bit like yeah. smudged they're a little bit faded over the yeah. years like that sort of bleeding effect yeah. that you get with really old tattoos <laughs> I want Will Fuck You Up written on my forearm that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, so he's, good and he's, in, he's naturally from years of doing it folded his arms in such a way that it reads Grimani on the, on the arm that's on top and Will Fuck You Up on the arm <laughs> below <laughs> love it uh, hello I see you you are welcome scamp and you, Celestia Stardust. And you, Corzin Hopes. I am Justice Gramani. I see you have met my children. He put gestures to Chase. Chastity, my eldest. And then to the others in turn. Hope, courage, wisdom. <clears throat> and of course you have met Chastity's wife, Lilith, and her brother, uh, Mordecai. We are the Gramani family. You have come just in time for dinner. I invite you. Sit, eat, break bread with us, share wine. We will not bite. <laughs> that sounds great. Scamp, what do you think? Okay. okay. I haven't let go of Scamp's hand for this whole time, by the way, yeah. apart from to shake <laughs> other people's hands and then I've gone back. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Corson would have uh, would have let their hand go, but only so that he could stand not like in a confrontational manner, but <laughs> um, ahead of them slightly, so as to um, uh, as to be a barrier if anything does turn sour. I feel like um, it's funny because that's what I was picturing with Celestia as well. I feel like she's got hold of Scamp's hand in sort of. Uh, performed comfort but also she is slightly in front of them and in between them and people 
come, sit. We'll make. Uh, we'll. Uh, I think the goulash will stretch to everyone. Thank we you. We might. Uh, we might have to bulk it up a bit with bread, but things should be okay. Uh, and the family begin. There's. You can see. There's a long practiced routine of uh, people br- uh, uh, as different members begin bringing in plates and cutlery and cups. Um, wisdom, the youngest wisdom brings in a jug of wine, uh, like and it's a proper sort of jug of uh, good uh, of good sort of red uh, red wine that you just have at the dinner table. Um, uh, hope is gathering plates and cutlery and setting them out. Uh, courage, you can see, is coming in with several wrapped uh, wrapped loaves of uh, thickly seeded bread. Uh, and pretty soon the table is laid. There is a huge pot of goulash in the middle. There's fresh, what smells like freshly baked bread, um, thick slabs of butter, good red wine. Yeah, you're invited. And the, the family take their seats, and you can see um, there's laid in the center, there are the two hastily erected stools. Uh, in between, uh, uh, shuffle next to one of the normal dining chairs. You get the feeling that the dining chairs, unlike the chairs by the uh, around the fireplace, all seem to have been bought as a, or, or you know, otherwise acquired as a set of eight. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Coulson says, "So, so you are all uh, the same family then?" Well, says um, Justice. <laughs> Yes, these uh, the um, I should say that uh, Mordecai and uh, Lilith married in, of course. Uh, but uh, yes, the, these uh, these are my children. Right. Do you all hide all the time? Like, do you all have have jobs elsewhere, and you? Wear hoods and all that. <laughs> Courage says, uh, "That is a bit of a forward question for sorry, first thing at sorry. dinner table, um, but it's fine. I don't mind telling you um, <laughs> if that's all right, Papa. You don't have it to. It's going to come up. It's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've we've all we, we all work as best we can, um, except for wisdom. All she does is study. Uh, wisdom <laughs> goes. Yes, well, that is because I am smarter than you, brother." Eh, <laughs> uh, you're not as fast. I could do this. I can do the. Uh, I can do the coin trick better than you. Watch. And he puts out both his hands and pulls coins immediately from behind Celestia and Corzin's ears, and they're both silvers. <gasps> Teach me. I can't do that very well. I'm. I'm trying to get better at it. I've tried a few times. It's not really worked. Uh, Hope, who is buttering some uh, some bread for herself, goes <laughs> up. My my brother likes to pretend he's da- he is a dab hand uh, with his hands, but he can't pick a pocket for shit. I will teach you how to do it. Karis <laughs> uh, <coughs> goes, as you may have guessed, uh, yes, we, ha- we all work, but um, employment opportunities are a little bit... Uh, a little bit difficult for people like us. Uh, it's hard to... It, it is not impossible to get on this work, but it is hard. Um, Mordecai, uh, who has just been taking a sip from his wine, goes, "Yes, we're not all crooks, though." That's not what I was implying. That, no, no, it's, it's, there's, there's a, well, it's, you know, it's a common, 
It's a common conception, I won't even say it's a misconception, that all tieflings are thieves and vagabonds. And, is, and Lilith and I have worked hard all our lives to not do it, but we understand that it's needed. He gives a nod to Justice, who nods back. But I consider it. I consider myself very lucky that um, I was able to take over the running of the Brass Lantern uh, when me and my sister arrived in town. Especially uh, since, uh, and he nods to uh, Lilith. Especially since uh, she can't pass um, the way that I can for a human. It's 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 not been it's not been easy all our lives, but. Uh, the last eight years haven't been so bad, have they? Uh, Lilith smiles and says, uh, um, broadly eyeing up uh, Chase, or possibly Chastity, and says, Well, yes, and I've had a distinctly warmer bed than you, brother. All right. <laughs> Chase, you can see uh, her, her red uh, cheeks are just going slightly redder. <laughs> and just, she is just shoveling goulash into her mouth. That's the same if you go to the wrong parts of the world. Uh, they have uh, funny misconceptions about halflings too. <clears throat> Justice. Uh, Some just... people think that we're just stupid, fat, lazy farmers. There's a brief side glance at um, uh, Celestia, not in a like nasty, meaningful way, but just sort of, yeah, I know, <laughs> kind of way. <laughs> well, where I'm from, people aren't stupid about tieflings. Uh, the uh, justice kind of looks at you. So I have heard, but if it is not too much of an imposition. I am interested to hear where you are from, Scamp. Uh, which family are you part of? I'm, I'm not. Uh, I, I apologize. Uh, how did you know to... Chase quickly intervenes. Uh, <clears throat> it seems that she came into the brass lantern. Oh, so, uh, Oh, is she, uh, and you can see that uh, no, and you can see that Chase seems to have made an assumption about uh, uh, about um, uh, Scamp's gender. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say, uh, just just they, they's good. Okay, well, uh, they um, seem to have come in without knowing into the brass lantern without knowing. Uh, uh, Mordecai, I, uh, you were not quite right in your presumption that they were unwilling to speak to you. It seems they just did not know. Mordecai not. Right. Well, I'm gl- I'm glad you did wander in. Um, it's important that we that we get to know each other. But you wait. You, t- you so you weren't raised by one of the families. I don't think I was really raised at all. <laughs> By the regent. Just sort of found me way. You can see all of them are looking kind of concerned and some of them a little sad. Justice kind of sighs heavily. I am sorry to hear that. I. It's fine though, it's not unusual. There's tons of street kids. But someone. 
Someone should have been looking after you. It is our way to look after the rest of our kind. Very few others will. I can only assume that um, your parents must have died. I... I don't know. Well, for as long as you wish to stay in Crosswater, you're welcome to stay with us, or if you ought to visit us. You can always come at mealtimes, at the very least. <laughs> we have plenty of food. We don't want to get you in any trouble. More trouble than being a tiefling? <laughs> it, it just seems to happen a lot. Like, undead people, and giant birds, and... Fishmen. It's been um, a busy couple of weeks. That it has. Ah, you live interesting lives. Yes. I'll too lived an interesting life once. <laughs> Seems to me you still do. Cestius is gesturing at the general everything. You have it written on your arms. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> he, he grins. I was not so fortunate in my youth as Mordecai and Lilith to be able to live a life without crime. Uh, let us say, let us simply say that I made my fortune on the seas and the less <laughs> said about that, the better. That's what we do. <laughs> I wish Causing you the best. grins in recognition. I wish you the best of luck in your chosen career and I wish that and I pray to the regent that you get out alive. So far, so good. Good. Yeah, although, you know, had a couple of close calls. Well, if uh, I suspect if you stick by your friends or your family, you will make it through. It's how I met my wife. <laughs> she kept me alive for many a year. He looks a little sad. Romantic. Uh, hmm? Romantic. <laughs> she always was a romantic. But, um. That was Constance's way. Do you have many tieflings that come through here? Mm, Sometimes, often enough, uh, once every. Usually, at least once or twice a year, uh, they usually some of the families travel. Some split apart. They travel in ones or twos, and then reconvene. Because of what we are, we often cannot stay in one place for long, except for those of us who have managed to make safe havens, homes like this one. And even then. Perhaps a little. Sorry, goulash. <laughs> Even then, the uh, our homes must be defended. It is a sad truth. And there is not so much uh, legal work. We could. There is enough from the brass lantern to get by on, but in order to keep ourselves safe and maintain our lifestyles. We have other work we do. Um, uh, 
I have no doubt that courage will tell you all about that <laughs> one time is right. Myself, I keep an eye on things, coordinate these days. We have a few friends in the neighborhood who we have done services to over the years, and they help provide uh, little extra income. I keep I work to keep the family safe by making sure that people do not know so much about this place and those that have inklings are discouraged usually with coin from inquiring further. Have you ever been below? Because, you know, sometimes they, they not, have jobs. They, I... I have not, but my wife did and others I've met had, and for some, that was a good life. And I considered it, but... But below comes with its own set of baggage. And I would, I felt that above, for all of the trouble we face, was a better place to raise my children. There are other opportunities here, and he nods to wisdom. Hopes we might have. He grins at hope. And besides, I've never been one for bending the knee to people. <laughs> we have our difficulties here, but we are free. No, you, you have a point there. Below isn't such there, a good place to raise children. Are there lots of families? There are a few, um, obviously, you know, like any families, they split, they join together, some do not survive, new ones emerge. Um, by and large, I would say there are maybe 30 or 40. There is at least, there are often uh, places like this in larger cities. Many of them live in the countryside. They have farms or places they can stay safe away from people. And people and those who can pass as human take care of the trading and similar needs. Hope often buys, and he gestures to hope, often buys uh, many of the various foodstuffs and groceries we need as she can pass with a little bit of makeup. Um, the, my wife, uh, Constance, she could pass as well. Um, and before Mordecai was able to take up the reins, uh, she ran the brass lantern. Uh, it was a hard period for a couple of years where we had to employ a very uh, greasy and unpleasant man to do it in our stead. But, and he, truthfully, he charged all of the profits that the bar made. We had to rely a lot on illicit means to get by during that time. But I, I, I didn't want to see her tavern go. I was very glad to be rid of him. I didn't kill him. I threatened his life. Pay, gave him a large severance fee and packed him off on the boat to somewhere very distant. I seems fair. I got my share of killing when I was a, when I was a young man. 
Hmm. I have less of a taste for it. I don't like killing. Hmm. It's not fun. I don't think anyone ever really finds it fun unless they're properly wrong in the head. Oh, I think some people find it fun, but... um... I am ashamed to say that when I was a young man, I I would have disagreed with you. I have had many years to realize how wrong I was, but I was not a good man in my youth. He takes a long draught of his wine. Who did you sell with, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I sailed with uh, I sailed with a captain by the name of Brandy he was a tall <laughs> human man with a curled black beard Bra- not a not an orc of any description no no he was uh, he was a human in his 60s this was I'm giving Corzin like such eyes over the table right now. <laughs> like, this, like... <laughs> this was. Does he have a son? <laughs> not to my knowledge, but I. Are didn't... you sure? I did not surf with him all my life. Uh, for I surfed with him for about eight years. He may have uh, found some that this was uh, thirty uh, easily thirty years. Ago. Oh yeah, he definitely could have buggered and walk in that time. <clears throat> Anyway, Freezing. that's not how babies happen. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, he was a, he was the, one of the few other men I have met who enjoyed the bloodlust of battle as much as I did in those times. We were not privateers, but, and, as I say, there are those. There are few others I saw who loved the job the way that we did. Only one other tiefling I ever met. <laughs> Could I roll a history check to see if I am at all aware of um, Captain Brandy's lineage? Yes, roll a history check. <laughs> 16. You know, Captain Brandy doesn't talk about his lineage. Uh. At all. <laughs> ever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> mm. Curious. Oh, and he's very defensive about not being a pirate. Sorry, this isn't in character. Let's go. Back. <laughs> Sorry, that was just me thinking out loud. That's not a Celestia thought at all. <laughs> Interesting. Causing strokes his five o'clock shadow. No, this. There's only a one other who was ever as fond of the job that uh, she was a tiefling in fact actually, young girl who kind of looks at you scamp actually the only other goat tiefling I've ever seen I've uh, known quite a number of different uh, uh, I hate to say breeds because that makes us sound like cattle but you know, like dogs or something mm, varieties? Yes. varieties I've known a number of other varieties of our kind uh, obviously, the Gramanis have always we we, we have always had the antlers. Um, uh, there was there have been many different types. I met I've no I know one family where they have something of the serpent about them. 
Hmm. Uh, I believe they, I believe one of their, one of theirs came by about 12 years ago. He was uh, looking to get big in the smuggling world. I gave him some pointers to a place in the south uh, where I knew a couple of people. I understand he's doing well for himself these days. Um, but uh, the one group who are always difficult to deal with, they claim lineage from a very unpleasant, uh, uh, supposedly a demon or a devil. Well, they say we are all descended from them, but uh, they, they were, they, that group were able to pass entirely as human, but except that they have to wear masks. And they can make metal move around them, chains especially. And that's disturbing. Yes, the reason for the masks is worse. I, I found out why once. <laughs> he shudders. If they take the mask off, there is a curse inherited along that line. You don't see their face. You see the face of someone you have lost that was close to you. Mm. So they tend to wear masks. Aww. So a, a goat tiefling is particularly unusual then? Um, I, I say this because you are the second one I have ever encountered. Uh, I assume there is a family somewhere uh, that perhaps they live in the south of the continent or Haldanos or something that I have just not met with them. Hmm. But um, yes, hmm. the last ghost... And it's a family thing? Yes, in like, the way that, uh, my, uh, that the, the antlers are passed down uh, or... Uh, if uh, <laughs> if uh, Mordecai were to find a wife, uh, then uh, his children would have the bullhorns, for instance, hmm. uh, or possibly whatever his his wife's lineage was. Let's use lineage; it sounds nicer than breed. Lineage seems a yes. good term. Yes. What about skin color? Is that? Uh, it varies. Uh, it's it does not always work perfect it does not always go as you might expect uh, for uh, for instance uh, uh, Mordecai uh, your uh, Mordecai uh, both of my parents had uh, my skin he gestures to his own sort of chocolate brown skin um, but I think one of our grand great grandparents had Lilith's skin and he gestures to Lilith's green, <laughs> bright green skin. Hmm. So, uh, I think it jumps generations. Honestly, sure. Yeah. Coulson says, do you really not know anything of your parents, Scamp? No. I mean, uh, Well, I mean, uh, no. who raised you? No. Who, who looked after you when you were small? I did. What about right. when you were like a baby, though? Like, you, someone must have done. I guess. Uh, I don't know. Uh, do you remember being a baby? No, in all fairness. No. And. Well, um. And he, uh, he goes a little bit distant for a moment, and he says. My parents were uh, were not the most present in my life as they might have been, but uh, I do remember them. And 
if like with most people I suppose it, it if it weren't for them at least initially I uh, I don't know what might have become of me you're a survivor scamp that's clear uh, for anyone to see but uh, scamp you don't need good parents to turn out okay quite right uh, probably helps to not be killing people though most, I don't think most people my age are killing people you'd be surprised Yes, I remember Violet. Uh, she went by Violet, uh, the goat tiefling. She uh, she definitely was killing people, although she, you know, she, she was on the pirate ship. It's not surprising. No, she she was uh, about your age, and she was terrifying in the fight. Brutal and smart. Very intelligent. I'm not. <laughs> no, You're smart. If you weren't smart, you wouldn't be here. There are many forms of smart. Uh, courage, for instance. <laughs> you got you gotta have chuckles. <laughs> Le, uh, oh, what what are you gonna say, father? <coughs> oh, what are you going to say, uh, father? Come on, papa. Well, go on and say it. Hope says he means. To, he means to say that you are thick as two short planks. <laughs> I was not going to say it like that. But uh, courage has more street smarts than book smarts. Uh, unlike uh, wisdom, she is... I say she is the smartest of all of us. <laughs> as far as book smarts goes. Very intelligent. I have much... I have hopes for her. High hopes. Uh, Violet <laughs> was... Um, she was as smart as wisdom and she was always seeking more knowledge more money more skills in battle but she had a secret it's only because i caught her out once in that secret that i realized she was like me she had a magic cloak you see that would allow her to adopt a human form I confronted her about this, told her it was okay, she was one of my kind, I was not going to out her, but I was curious. So I asked, so I made her tell me where she got it from. <laughs> Supposedly she bargained from it, uh, bargained it from an old witch in her hometown, uh, uh, Paders or Pesers March or something. Uh. Uh, she always hated that place. Uh, but we never she, I, we docked there once or twice, and she never came off the ship. But uh, I, I remember she'd always planned her way to con to plan uh, plan to con her way into a university and become a ship's mage. She was a wizard. That was her plan. Uh, what did she look like? Like you, uh, very much like you. Uh, curl, uh, purple skin. Uh, more purple skin than yours, I'd say. Uh, yours is a little more pinkish, but uh, goat horns curled like a ram. Hmm. Uh, she uh, disappeared off the ship about uh, three weeks after I, after I made her tell the story. Perhaps she was afraid that I would uh, uh, leak it to others. I would not. I never would. But um, I did not hear of her again after that. 
Do you know what the cloak cost her? No, but uh, from how much she hated and feared her hometown, it must have been something big. Mm. Yeah, paid as, paid as much is uh, not a good place. Did you ever go to a place called Slavitska's Isle? Um, yes. Uh, was quite a popular trading place. Uh, Did she go there? Um, she might have. Uh, what would she have been on the ship at that time? Uh, I suppose, yes, we did visit it when I was uh, sailing with Captain Brandy. We took on supplies there. So, um, okay. yes, she probably would have uh, probably would have seen it. Right. That would have, as I said, that was, uh, this was all about 30 years ago. Hmm. We sailed all up and down the Dragon Coast, over these, uh, uh, across the North Passage, in raided or Syria, uh, Feroz, we were, Brandy was a successful pirate, not, not as successful as, say, uh, Scarrow, but um, pretty successful. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> uh, the the successful Scarrow, not the uh, not the one the song is about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that was that was. I feel like that was his great grandson. <laughs> Do you know where this violet ended up, by any chance? No. I think Didn't I know her guess. when. I don't know what happened to her uh, after she left the uh, after she left the ship. What would you guess, Scamp? I think she might have killed a whole bunch of halflings. Mm. Mm. I think she went to university. <laughs> I think he might be right. Causing is very quiet for a moment. <laughs> By this point, um, the dinner has been finished, and you can see. Uh, as you're having, is that now the four of you kind of more or less having this conversation just with uh, Justice? The others are starting to get up and they're moving over towards the uh, armchairs around the fire. So, Leslie's going to get out um, one of her nice bottles of whiskey and just like offer it. Ah, thank you. Um, he drains his wine glass and pours it, uh, pours out some of the orcas, pours a bit for you all uh, as well. Uh, and you can see the others are starting to go back, you know, sitting down. Wisdom has picked up her book again, is now reading it on, lounging on her pillows. Uh, Hope has gone back to whittling. Uh, courage is tending to the fireplace. Uh, you can see that uh, both Lilith and Chase are now uh, are uh, sitting next to each other, uh, the uh, Lilith in the fat brown armchair with uh, you know, picking up her crocheting again, and uh, Chase is just on the sturdy stool and kind of just leaning, resting on one arm, watching her crochet uh, and just thinking whatever her own thoughts are, having occasional words of conversation with her wife. Uh, Magic is. Is that a tiefling thing? There are... It depends upon your lineage. The most common of all... There are some magics that are inherent to us. 
Uh, there is a very common thing we can do in times of high stress when our lives are threatened. Some part of whatever we are, if it was demons we are descended from, comes out and we can summon fire from our bodies. It's going to be a bit of fire, aren't you? That but makes sense. Beyond that, there and we all have the ability to do small tricks, changing our eyes, for instance. It is one of the ways in which we can pass, those of us who can. Uh, if uh, Mordecai was not able to change his eyes, uh, he, would not, uh, he would not be able to do what he does. You've done that before, haven't you, Scamp? Yeah, it's terrifying. I can't make it look right, though. It just gets weird. Yeah, you, you drop way over the uncanny valley when you have like, normal people's eyes. It's just not okay. <laughs> I'm not One good at eyes. One of these days, we're going to have to have a talk about what you consider to be normal people's eyes. <laughs> you, you know, there's a figure of speech. You know what I mean? Take a sip of my brandy. <laughs> Not with brandy. Causing shrugs. <laughs> what? It sounds like the three of you have been to Slavitska's Al more recently. Mm. May I ask what brought you there? Scamp. Um, Scamp had a had a treasure map. A treasure map, you say? Yeah, a map in a bottle, wasn't it, Scamp? Yeah. Was there anything unusual about this map? I mean, you still have it, don't you? Yeah. May I see? It's super gross. Yeah, it's... You know, it's oh, uh, God. I mean, it is really... I don't... I, shall I just... I, I'm just going to... It, it might be made of dead people. He simply draws in a breath. Ah, yes. It might be made specifically of um, dead your people, as it were. He holds up a hand. Wait a moment. I need to get something. He stands up and he walks out and towards the kitchen. I really hope it's not more dead people. Scott, he's not going to bring out a dead person from the <laughs> kitchen. <laughs> well, you don't know! <laughs> what a, I, you hear some sounds of stiff footsteps. It sounds like he's going upstairs. Admittedly, I've not met all that many tieflings, but everything I know about them does not suggest to me that they make a habit of using Keeping their dead own people in flesh the in order to make um, treasure maps. No, and also one of them did. Scamp, look around you. They're not. They're not scary monsters, are they? They're nice people. One of them's crocheting. This is adorable. It's. It's not. It looks fine. There's one of them made the map. Coming down, back down. Someone did that. Yeah, but I don't think there's a higher percentage of scary, sadistic people than any other particular race. Also, we don't know even that a tiefling did that. And even if they did, it was her. Even if they did, that doesn't reflect on you. Do do you want to know? I mean, halflings have got a uh, a reputation for being uh, crafty, deceptive bastards when we want to be. It's how we survived this long in a uh, world full of, well, not to put too fine a point on it, larger people than us. There have so been some things that... Distinctly uncomfortable. 
There have been some things that people of all races have done which would turn your skin white. But... I know, but... I kind of don't think that well of anyone, if I'm honest. You guys are nice, but you seem to be the exception. It's about this point that uh, justice returns. And uh, you can see, uh, and it's worth mentioning the, how the room is lit. Um, there are a couple of uh, gas lanterns hanging on, uh, uh, actually it would be gas lanterns, it would be oil lanterns, hanging uh, on little chains from the ceiling. And the table, uh, although at this point, uh, Courage has gotten back up and is now clearing out uh, the plates and bowls and moving them into the kitchen. Uh, there's, there are still little candles uh, on, and little candle stands set out to give, give the table a bit of light. Uh, and you can see Justice returns with a very small fragment of parchment held in his hand. Uh, and that you can just see a little bit of what looks like some trees or something on it. And with a kind of stony looking face, he places the fragment over the one of the candle flames and just lets it rest there for a moment before turning it over. Red markings now show themselves all over the uh, page. Neither Corzin nor Celeste can read these, but if you look at the chat, and this will be in a secret link for those of you on uh, who are following this on the website, and Twitter, etc. Uh, Scamp, you will see a version of this map fragment with the infernal translated. Is it the same handwriting as it's the, the map? same handwriting as the map you have. Yeah. Is it from the same piece of paper or? Uh, you have no piece? way of telling. I mean, the the skin type looks the same. It doesn't seem. To, it seems to be, you know, made from a pale uh, human-looking skinned uh, tiefling skin, rather than say purple tiefling skin. Her own scan. Um, do you have that map still? Is it wasn't missing any corners or anything, was it? The map you have is pretty intact. It doesn't doesn't seem to have had anything no. torn off it. But it had writing on it too. What did the yeah, writing say? It was just stuff we already knew about, like the the island stuff we'd already mm. found. Oh, and you said that they wrote down but, giggling, didn't they? I remember that. Yeah. Really weird. Super creepy. I bought this off um, a traveller um, about. Oh, this must have been 14 years ago. Um, yeah, somewhere between 12 and 14 years. I'm getting older, I start to forget. Uh, I recognised the skin. And so they claimed it was a useless fragment of a treasure map. Um, but I thought there might be more to it. I said it the light, knowing the secrets of our skin. And I was not able, it, it does not show the exact location of this treasure, if there is one, but I recognize the broad coastline. It seems to be somewhere within the great forest of Meadmere. Hmm. In the north. It's the same as the one we've got. 
I mean, it's a different place, but it's the same skin, the same... It's Violet. She did that. There's only so much skin that a person can have on their body. Are you sure? Also, are you implying that she used her own skin? Because that's really fucked. No, it's it's the wrong colour. She's... She's taken it from someone else. How can you know all this? Okay, well, there's two maps that are made of the same material with the same handwriting in the same language that only tieflings speak. A purple tiefling killed all those halflings. It's... I mean, it's... Makes sense, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, it definitely does. Um, a tiefling maps like a th- like a thing up here. Like, is this normal? No, it's it not, not a thing un- in the underdark. But it I'm still It is not new. unheard of, but it is considered barbaric for obvious reasons. I mean, she she wasn't. It's a bit of a grim question, but she she wasn't travelling with anyone, was she? Like like a you know. When I knew her, coloured... she was a girl. She travelled alone. She was the only other tiefling aboard this ship. Captain Brandy did not care what race I was. He cared that I was good at killing. Mm. But, um... Sounds familiar. No, he... uh, She did not travel with anyone else, and I do not know what she did in the next 30 years if she is still alive. But if what you're saying is true, then I... Fear I begin that she did not come to regret her decisions. I don't suppose you knew her full name at any point, did you? No, she went by a she went by Violet, and in truth, I suspect that itself was a nickname that she had acquired one while she were before she had acquired the cloak. We think her real name might be Facilissa. If that's even a real name. True, that could, I mean, that could be another one. There could be nicknames upon nicknames. I mean, but names don't really mean much, do they? Hmm. Well, I'm sure I'd agree there. They, as to whether this was ever done, it's a barbaric practice, but in the bad old days, and when I say the bad old days, I mean centuries ago, I come from... The Gromanis came first from Maidmere. We we have the accent still. But there are tiefling clans in Maidmere who are not so inclined to live as part of society and more inclined to rule it or control it from the shadows. At least so it was in the old days. Midmere, especially inland, away from the coast, is more backwards. It is less connected. The, the people there, most of them are serfs tied to the land. In those places, a baron has complete control over his people. So it is easy enough for tiefling clans to make themselves barons, so long as they and with such little communication they could rule as tyrants sort of unseen kind of thing indeed and they warred against each other and when those wars went and they were from all I have ever heard in the stories my mother told me as bad as any halfling clan war they would leave messages scribed on the skin of their enemies that only tieflings would see oof 
a practice that has somewhat fallen out of fashion in recent centuries, I would imagine. So I hope, although one hear, one does hear stories about uh, the surviving clans in Midmere. This, they, their wars eventually reached the point where they got too loud and too noticeable, and the Tsar uh, moved in to replace them with more amenable barons of human nature. What happened to them? Mm, as I understand it, many of them were simply wiped out. The rest became traveling families, and one of those families was the Grimani. Oh. And then we settled here. And... Uh, I have tried to raise my, my children without as much of the values as I had in my youth. I am ashamed to say that not all of those old Midmirish values went. When my wife died, some of who I used to be could not be held back. His eyes are a little distant. Coulson says, I think I understand. Me too. Nothing to be ashamed of. It was about ten years ago. She was spotted. Spotted by who? A handful of young, angry men and women. They saw her tail or something, I do not know. I did not find out until later. And they took what tools they had. And they ended her. So I took my two eldest daughters. And I tracked them down. Which I do not regret. But in Midmere, there is a saying. Revenge is a circle, and if you do not wish it to come back to you, you must stop it entirely. So I tracked down their families, and that I do regret. But it has been ten years, and we are still safe. I can't say I blame you. Takes a long drink from the brandy. When he puts his glass down, I'm going to top it up. Yeah, <laughs> good call. <clears throat> I'm sorry. That's... Thank you. I'm sorry too. I was filled with rage and. Well. You don't have to explain. I think we all know what that's like. Come, yeah. let us um, let's sit with the Should others. We will we will have a pipe of tobacco, and uh, <laughs> he goes out. Hope, do you think you could sing for us? <laughs> uh, how good! 
Papa, there are there are strangers here. It is fine. It is fine. I've got instruments. We can have a lovely time. <laughs> okay. She, he invites he invites you to pull up a couple of the uh, 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 you know, a couple of the dinner chairs to sit around the fire. Although, notably, the chair neck uh, of the two high-backed armchairs. He sits in the one with the footstool, but one remains vacant. All right. Um, well, if you can um, uh, sing. If you if you can play the back uh, to this, uh, pick it up. Uh, this is a song uh, that I'm gonna get my guitar. Uh, this is a song that uh, my mother um, taught me when I was young. Oh, I knew my love since the day I was born on the edge of the southern jade sea, with towers and burrows for tall and for small, like a jewel upon the green. As I think of my love in the days she was well, in the days when storms were few. I hold in my heart her sight and her smell, though these days my heart is mute. I'd sit on her lap and cast out my line, and she'd hand me the coastline's bounty. In the evening I'd enter her welcoming arms, and with friends share a bottle or three. As I think of my love with her arms stretched out wide, when the storms were but scattered and thin. I hold in my heart her joy like the tide, though my heart lets no further joy in. In my love's last months she stood tall and proud, no others her love could contend. But on the horizon there loomed the dark clouds that promised to bring her end. As I think of my love in the last summer nights, in the days when the storms gathered close, I hold in my heart her willpower to fight, though my heart is now battered and broke. When the storm struck my love, she struggled and fought against thunder and gales and claws. Her streets flooded with horrors, destruction was wrought as we railed against the storm. As I think of my love in the fight for her life, when the storm sought to tear her in twain. I hold in my heart her strength like a knife, though my heart was long gutted by pain. My love fought off terrors and beasts and the sky, till the sea itself started to part. This storm called the lightning with a baleful eye, and tore out my lover's heart. As I think of my love in her moment of death, when the storm dealt the killing blow, I hold in my heart my love's final breath, though my heart is now silent as stone. Oh, I knew my love since the day I was born, and I knelt in her watery bones. 
The storm took her life, and then it was gone, and left me forever alone. As I think of my love, now I sail from her grave, for the storm took my hope and my home. I hold in my heart everything I could save, so my heart will never be alone. Celestia quietly wipes her eyes, having forgotten to join in with the guitar. Corson is going to uh, make a wisdom saving mm-hmm. throw not to be um, yeah. <laughs> uh, shedding a tear. <laughs> it's a natural 20. He's holding it together. Slash <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. is not. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, She's going to pour herself some more whiskey. <laughs> even with that, you can see um, for not the first time this evening, he has gone very distant. The... Uh, Justice of claps his hands. Well done. Well done, daughter. <laughs> uh, wonderful. Uh, my, uh, it was a, a song my wife, my wife wrote uh, about her hometown. Uh, she didn't like to speak of it, um, but it, it has always been a favorite. <laughs> anyway. What was her hometown? Um... She never, she never said it was uh, on the southern edge of the Dragon Coast. I think in Wending. Um, she, I, I met her, uh, a number, uh, probably about five years after, uh, after it had been uh, lost, but um, she did not speak much of it. But she was always sad when she thought of it. Uh, in any case. I am going to uh, see if I can make some bread and butter pudding. I leave you to talk with the others. Uh, he kind of is there. Um, I, I should ask, by the way. Um, if you really, if you wish to, uh, I can make up some cots upstairs. If you, if the three of you wish to stay the night, unless you have any pressing business. I think that's up to Scamp. We've got some stuff we should be doing. Yeah, I, I um, if we do stay, I should pop out um, and talk to Veldrina. Of course. Um, well, you're you are welcome to stay if you wish, um, or if you uh, feel more comfortable in an inn, you're, you're welcome to do that as well. But you you may come. Anytime you wish, I ask only that you do not tell anyone about this place. Of course. Of course. We must... Uh, secrecy... You have my word. Thank you. Secrecy keeps us alive. Um, if you wish to have a chat uh, before you go with uh, any of the family, uh, feel free. Uh, I am sure uh, Courage will uh, want to tell you all about uh, his, side of, uh, <laughs> the, his side of the family business. <laughs> And he, uh, Justice goes into the next room to start making uh, bread and butter pudding. I'm going to go up to Courage. Courage. Hello. Hello. Um, this is stupid, but I was wondering if you could teach me to do the coin trick. I'm really <laughs> bad at it, and I want to be able to do it. 
that could take a while. This is a proper. It, it requires some work, but uh, uh, if you ever have a few weeks free, I'm sure, I'm sure I could train you how to do more than just the coin trick. Um, but hey, well, we could we could certainly start while you were in town. Um, <laughs> there is actually uh, probably a couple of things you could help us with, if you're inclined. Um, mm, you can tell us, and we can. See if we're inclined. All right. Um, well, I mean, this is um, just, you know, if you want to help out the family and you don't mind what we do. Um, so Mordecai runs the um, legitimate side of things. Hope, uh, myself, and Chase. She hates being called chastity. Um, we, I can understand. We have, uh, we have our own side of things. We do. Hope uh, she is the best, she's the most, she's, I will admit, more light-fingered than myself. Uh, she's able to pass uh, as human, so she spends a lot of time in the marketplace buying things and also stealing things. <laughs> mm. She uh, she is very good at the subtle side of uh, the crimes we conduct. Mm. Um, Chase is... Very good at hitting things. Um, she is more. Uh, she is more of uh, an intimidating factor. Uh, she is good at scaring people and breaking things if needed. Uh, there are certain um, businesses in this area that uh, provide us with a degree of money in exchange for protection against other criminal elements. Mm. Uh, and unlike uh, some uh, some protection rackets, we do actually follow up on that promise. Mm. I'd like to say we're not the only gang around these parts. A cut of everything we make does go to the uh, sculptor because he's in charge, but we otherwise... We... Oh, you're in with the sculptor. If you, want to run, if you want to run a business like this in any major town, yeah, you, there's always a boss. Have so, you met them? No, no. People don't meet the sculptor. I think I think for Papa has met them. Are you uh, familiar with Veldrina, by any chance? Uh, I think I, I... I know the name, but we... To be honest, so long as we pay our cut, the sculptor leaves us be, we leave him be. All is good. Hmm. We 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 mostly operate independently. No, I'm um, but, um, trying we... to get in with a sculptor myself for various reasons. <laughs> well, if there, if uh, he has work for you to do, that I that uh, for, and you can find an introduction from someone, uh, then I would suggest doing that, and that's probably yes, the best uh, way. Yes, we're we're in process of that right now. Well, that's all right. Uh, myself, I prefer louder, flashier things. Um, I, I like loud and flashy. There is actually a job uh, you could help me with. Uh, I'm <gasps> a sure. loud and flashy job? Indeed. Uh, in fact, I suspect all three of us probably have some small jobs you could help us with. They help us get a bit more money for the family. You'd prob you'd get a cut. Um, uh, the, the sculptor will take a fifth of everything, but uh, of that, of the four fifths left, I imagine we'd be happy to cut that in half if, uh, if there is anything we could, you could help us do that we can't do on our own, and I can think of at least one thing uh, on my end. The fact is, we could live on the money from the Brass Lantern, but Papa, he wants to send Wisdom to university one day. She's smart, if we could, and she could pass as human, and mm. if we could 
If we had the money to pay enough bribes... Well, the, far, the way Father put it is, uh, it is... It costs 800 gold crowns to put uh, someone through seven years of university. Enough to become a doctor or a mage. And I think she wants to become a mage. We will need ten times... magic. Uh, she is learning the basics of it, yes. She she reads a lot. She's always reading. I poke fun at her, but really, she's very impressive. Um, did you learn your magic, Scam? You didn't, did you? You can do no, magic? It just, it just happens. Hmm. I don't understand it myself. Maybe Wisdom is the, is, is the girl to talk to on that. Uh, Maybe but, you should have a chat with her. But, um, no, see, we, Father says 800 to put you, someone through university, we will need 10 times that for all of the bribes. Ooh. Why bribes? Just to take a, a tiefling? No, to, to cover up in, to cover up with the Dean of Admissions, with the university staff, and in case anybody spots her. She can pass as human, though. She could be... She could be one of the first of us to receive a true education, to get... To, to, to do something important with her life. And... That needs money. So, we... And, uh, well... The fastest way to make money, a lot of money quickly, is illegally. And Father will not let us take on with pirates, so... <laughs> I've got some money. You can have it if you want it. I don't really need it. I mean, I won't. Uh, I wouldn't say no, but um, if you're planning to, if I mean, between you and me, I'm sure Father wants you to stay as long as uh, as you can, given that you're not part of the family, and I'm sure he'd be willing to look after you. But if you're planning to go back on the road, I think you might need that money for yourself. The world is a dangerous place. I know, I get into a lot of trouble. <laughs> I mainly just buy sweets. Ah. Too many sweets. You need to cut down. Or your teeth will fall out. That might actually be helpful. They're really big. You don't want all of them to fall out, though, do you? Oh, these ones are really pointy. I mean, I don't know what your... Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know what your family... Well your would-be family, I guess, what was the term you were using in, at the dinner lineage, is like, but I've known I've known a family where their teeth just fill out every six months and grow back. That's weird. Has that happened to you? My hair did that the other day. It did, but no, I'm not sure that's a tiefling thing, darling. I think that might just be a you thing. Yeah, it did seem to be a little bit like the temporary magical shenanigans that you sometimes end yeah up like the one where everybody was invisible with. for five minutes the by the way I meant to ask there was a there was an honest to goodness unicorn in that uh, alleyway what was that about wait what in the alleyway as well I mean, yes. sometimes there's one sometimes on the ship a while unicorns ago unicorns appear well, unicorns plural? I mean, if we're saying there was one in the alleyway, then it's plural. Yes, there was one on the ship a while ago. After, um... After Peter's March. Current still has his, his cup of wine and is now looking at it suspiciously. <laughs> Since when have you been able to conjure up unicorns? I don't do it on purpose. It's like the 
beard and the big and the music and the hair and the invisibility and lots of stuff happens. Have you ever met anyone else that has these problems? Or like, I mean, is this is this normal? Because I mean, I'm. Is this I've puberty? Courage got... <laughs> says. Uh, that was not my experience of puberty. Well, you weren't conjuring unicorns. No. All of that laughter was out of character. <laughs> Mine's in character. A little fire, maybe, but not unicorns. Have you known any tieflings that have conjured any unicorns? Uh, no. We once met a really scary one who... Uh, I accidentally saw him with his face off and he had, uh, with his mask off and his mother's face, but I don't think that's. Really oh yeah, you. He shakes his head as if trying to just dislodge that memory. Anyway, let's say the about right, that. Well, what did this unicorn actually do? Um, I mean, when I saw it, it just sort of touched scamp with its horn, and then they started crying. It was a bad day. It was a very bad day. Admittedly, uh, but and I'm gonna roll to see how much uh, uh, Corson would know about unicorns, having not actually encountered one. Roll a oh, nature check. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's either nature or Arcana, right? I'm gonna say nature. Oh boy, that's not very good. Um, seven. The magical horses with horns. <laughs> You've heard all sorts of legends, and it's kind of hard to separate them. Supposedly, the touch of their horn can heal any wound or cut through any material. And if both of those are true, then getting touched by a unicorn's horn might be either a very good thing or a terrible thing, or maybe both. Would I... <laughs> Would I know anything about their disposition? Um, you've heard that only virgins can ride them? You're not really sure how accurate that is. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they're, they're, they're apparently, um, in, in the stories of which you've heard, they uh, come to the rescue of wounded uh, and weirdly, specifically unmarried virginous women. You really <laughs> doubt what, but you don't. You really have no idea what the whole virgin thing is. But th there is at least a recurring theme of unicorns saving people in desperate si uh, situations. Well, from what little I know about it, it it's generally not a bad thing. But. <laughs> Like, what? Well, did, did it just bugger off? What? I mean... I mean, it just sort of poofed. Sort of disappeared. I, <laughs> I was going to say poofed. Right. Yeah, you know what you saw it poof? It, it walked behind out. some crates and then just... You never saw it again. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it just sort of disappeared. <laughs> right, okay. Well, um... In any case, um... It's not puberty, now we've discovered that. No, it's, so. it's definitely not, unless that's some <laughs> weird thing that's, uh, that, that, that... Only, only... goat tieflings have. Yeah. I mean, out of character, would any of us be aware that sorcerers are a thing as opposed to wizards? Oh, yeah, no. Um, 
I think. But I don't think maybe we'd know uh, like, about. I don't know, magic uh, surgeons. Uh, everyone, ex- uh, yeah, not... Okay, not Scamp roll a history <laughs> check. Really? <laughs> okay, history. Because Scamp has definitely not received any formal education in history. <laughs> oh, God. Um, that would be a five. <laughs> that would be a nine. Three. <laughs> okay, for reasons connected to where you come from, mm-hmm. Celestia, yeah, you know about the existence about of sorcerers. Yeah. Um, causing you know of the existence of sorcerers, uh, like you you know of what at least one famous one, uh, Petra Leone, uh, the halfling, uh, otherwise known as Peter the Lion, who conquered Jova, uh, and could apparently summon storms with his hands. Um, would I have connected that Scamp is a sorcerer or no? Because uh, I think. From what uh, we've talked what about, which know. I'm not going to go into. Um, yes, I think you would have connected this by now. Yeah, but I wouldn't necessarily know about magic surges and that kind of thing. Like no, I you wouldn't know, you wouldn't like know about wouldn't the know fine details deep. of it, but you'd know that, like, you know that sorcerers existed. I mean, you know, there were wizards in the distant past, uh, but like the wizards of today, they studied for years and years and years, and you know that sorcerers seem to have an inbuilt, inborn power of some sort that doesn't follow those rules and doesn't require lots of study. Okay, I'm going to turn around to Scamp. I think, darling, you might be a sorcerer. I mean, you're not a wizard. You're not, you know, whatever I am, and you're not whatever causing is. You just seem to be born with this, like, weird stuff that happens to you. That sounds like a sorcerer, doesn't it? I don't know. What's a sorcerer? They're born with magic. Crazy powerful. Well, I'm not crazy powerful. You're not yet, but you may well be. Causing because your passive perception is high enough, uh, you notice that at this point you notice that Wisdom has been leaning her chin, chin on her book and has been listening to this whole conversation. Okay, just studying Scamp. Actually, noticing this, I, I will say, Wisdom. Yes. You've uh, studied quite a bit about magic. Maybe you'd be able to answer these questions better than we can. Okay. We'll Have you ever come out. across any examples of uh, somebody Scamp. like Scamp here? Um. Yes. You know, why don't we talk about this in my room? <laughs> I think. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of people around here. I oh. could show you some of my books. All right. Uh, and in you... fact, um, Scamp, you... do you do you mind if I talk to you alone for a moment? Scamp, you all right to go? Okay. Yeah, we're right down here, alright? I'm going to go over to Courage and try to make him teach me the coin trick. <laughs> Courage starts teaching you the coin Yay! trick. Okay, look, <laughs> this is where you hide it. If you fold oh, your hand right. just like this, in the, like, the fold, yes, okay. and then goes like... <laughs> Cause and says to Scamp, if you feel uncomfortable at any time, you just yell. Alright? Yeah. Or, you know, I might explode or make a unicorn appear. Well, uh... Just stick with the yelling for an hour, lad. Um, okay. Wisdom leads you through the kitchen, up some stairs into a small room. Uh, like the common room, every wall, every ceiling is decorated with paintings. Uh, even the small room that she leads you into, and you see it. She has her own room. Uh, there's a small bed uh, laid out, and there are just shelves and shelves of books. 
uh, which you can see she's carefully arranged by topic and in alphabetical order in places within those topics. I probably can't see that. <laughs> but or you could see that. I don't read, if I don't read, read that fast enough. Yeah, you I could, can read. If you, you could see that if you were quickly able to quickly read, <laughs> um, without spelling out the words and using a finger. Uh, she sits down on her bed for a moment and goes, "Um." Before I explain this, I, I have to ask, how much control do you have over what you can do? Because I, I've just been studying this and I can only do the basic three. What are the basic three? Okay, I will try to show you. I still, I, I still have to use some tools to make it happen. And she, no, there's a little dresser table and she pulls it open and uh, gets out some small cubes and rods of slightly differently colored metals. Okay, so if I put the antimony here and the tantalum there. Okay, so um, this is the first of the basic three and she adjusts them to place and seems to focus and mutters off a carefully pronounced series of syllables. And in the center of the aligned bits of objects, uh, aligned different objects, a small white glow begins to suffuse. So that's the first one. It's not dissimilar to the dancing lights that Celestia does, except that it's white rather than purple, and there's only one of them. And then she rearranges them, and uh, uh, she puts a, uh, a little bit of charcoal wrapped in some paper in the middle of the, uh, in the, middle of the circle, arranges them, begins muttering off a different series of syllables, and the little charcoal sp uh, stick slowly rises and then slowly falls. Uh, and then the last, and then the third one, she takes a small bit of, there's a little shaving of very dry wood uh, out of, basically tinder, out of a tinder box, places it in the center of the circle, rearranges them again, and the, after a bit of muttering and focusing, the tinder catches a light. And she blows out. She pulls a very thick book from the uh, from one of her shelves, which, if you were able to quickly read it, you would see uh, an elementary guide to uh, to magic by Zorian Kaczynski uh, written on it. <laughs> like, it's uh, this is a uh, the basic three are um, the way I study magic, the fundaments of most forms of magic, uh, manipulating three basic forces: light, heat, and motion. Do you, but I get the feeling it does not come like that through you, no? No. Um, okay. Uh, I can show you stuff, but it does tend to break stuff. Uh, please don't. I have a lot of books in here. Although I can make a, a like image and I make a cat appear, but it looks like a cat drawn by a child. <laughs> she slows it for a moment and you can see she's... <sighs> it will take so long for me to be able to do that. I would have to shape every every patch of color myself. I'd have to I, I'd have to make sure that it, I, it would be as if I had to draw it all, and that you can conjure it from your mind. I will confess I'm a little jealous. <laughs> it's not all good. I mean, that I can do lots, but there's some stuff I can only do like a few times, and then I need a nap. And because you because of the, I, the flows of uh, power you're drawing on, yes. 
Yes! <laughs> what? <laughs> All magic has to draw power from somewhere. Uh, most of it, when, when a lot of uh, what uh, when mages cast power, a lot of it they draw from. Uh, we're not really sure. We call it the ether. We know that it has ebbs and flows, and we know that um, you you when you train yourself to be able to, you can take a certain amount of it and hold it within you, and then um, you can shape that uh, with lots of practice and careful work into spells. And some are really easy to do, and don't really require any, or very little, so you can do them all the time. And like I, throwing fire? If you can do that, yes. I, I, it sounds like it's a version of yeah, the nice. heat uh, basic three that's just been very specialised and codified. But What about zapping them? That's not heat. Is that heat? Uh, I don't know. I have not done a lot of the t a lot of the training. I think there are more forces than just the basic three, but the basic three uh, teach you how to shape in very specific ways, and that's serves as an underpinning for a lot of it. But it seems that you do all of this instinctively. Um, yeah, and sometimes new stuff will happen, and it's not always good. Oh dear. Okay. But I, I can make people see things that. That they don't want to see and that hurt them in that in their heads and I've I've heard of magic like this yes um, relying I don't on see how it can be good I mean it's useful but you can't do anything good with it Sh although this is pretty cool and I cast misty step <laughs> and just move across <laughs> the room <laughs> she she again seems just struck with wonder at this that is pretty cool <laughs> I can't do it again though that's, that's I can't even imagine what I would need to do to be able to do that myself I hope one day I can but you know that um, Papa I just needed it one day because there were sharks that is very strange I am it always happens when I need it I am glad for you but Scamp, you have to keep the secret. You, If you are a sorcerer, and I feel certain you are, I have read a lot of history. Sorcerers, because of the power they have, they go one of two ways. You get the famous ones, ones like Petra Leon, or the three husbands of the car of the of the, uh, of the Khan that uh, froze the seas between uh, Haldanos and Jover and allowed the the, the hobgoblin hordes uh, to come across and bring the fortress beasts. And there have been others, but so many sorcerers disappear. Whenever a sorcerer appears. Uh, it seems that their destiny is either to become conquerors or to be enslaved and subjected to the wills of others. I like I don't you. Like either of those. I like you, Scamp. You're the first. You're the first tiefling my age I've ever met. But how old are you? Oh, I, 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 I am fourteen. I will say I am fourteen too. Then. Uh, I mean, I will be 14 in a month, but this is close <laughs> So, yeah, no, I'm 13, 14, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, 
don't be careful who you tell okay there's okay. there are a lot of powerful people that would want to make you their power and I wouldn't want that to happen to you scamp and if it's worse but it happens sometimes by itself what do I say that I'm no one will believe I'm a wizard or a or anything else I wish I knew it's what we are it's hard Fa you no, will have heard you know that papa want, uh, wants to send me to university he wants me to you want some money no I don't want it no but I want I want something different to papa I want to go to university I want to be a mage but I don't want to do it in disguise I want to be the first of us to openly train as a wizard I don't want our kind to have to hide anymore and someone has to do it and maybe it will all backfire and maybe they will kill me <laughs> but why don't you study really hard and hide and then on the last day you just throw off your hat and go ha ha fooled you maybe I will maybe that's how <laughs> I'll do it and then you teleport out and it's fine maybe that's how I'll do it and I don't think I would go in on the first day maybe but maybe I'll start revealing myself to people bit by bit and eventually one day I'll be able to be myself and if I'm powerful enough and if I'm brilliant enough and yes if we bribe enough people maybe the world will accept us for who we are that's the difference between me and Papa I love Papa but he is looking out for me I am looking out for us. And I'm looking out for you, Scamp. Take care, okay? I will. I won't tell anyone else. Quite a few people know. She gives you a hug. Just <laughs> impulsively. It's quite a tight one. Eventually, I return it. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of awkward ah <laughs> and then okay relax eventually let's go okay anyway thanks for thanks for coming and talking to me I'll, 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 okay. I, I might I might stay and read for a bit practice my basic three copy with your friends <laughs> you'll be a great wizard one day yes I will <laughs> and hope and but I won't be a conqueror I hope you won't be she looks a little sad but smiles and I hope you won't be a prisoner I hope you'll be free in whatever you do I hope one day we'll all be able to do it as us. She um, I opens I think the door. there is. Oh, she's gone. No, 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 no. no. She, okay. she's moving to open the door and stops as you say. I think you should know. 
I think there is a tiefling wizard out there somewhere. But I don't think she's good. I heard. So I'm so quiet, people don't realise I listen. So be careful. I will. Don't end up as a map. She shivers a little. You too. <laughs> you too, scamp. <laughs> Bye! She opens the door, lets you out and closes it after you. And I think that is where we'll take our break for the moment. We'll uh, come back in a little while and for you gentle listeners, we'll come back pretty much almost immediately after this no doubt important message. I am but a wee gnome living in the town of Jimothy. If you want to know what's here, you better keep fucking listening to this podcast. Also, we Jimotheers are big believers in liking, reviewing, rating and subscribing. So do some of that, or we won't let you in our feckin' town. And welcome back. Alright, with that in mind, let's continue where we left off. So, the uh, by the time Scamp is uh, coming down, back down, uh, the, you have, uh, Celestia, you, courage has been uh, attempting to Correct the problems. You <laughs> with have. what level of effectiveness? With, make a slight hand check. <laughs> okay, this never works. Oh god, <laughs> seven. This might take a while. <laughs> we'll try. We'll thing work is, though, on I'm this. I'm trying. Out. I just feel like I'm missing something. We'll work on this over a few days. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, meanwhile. Uh, Hope uh, has been asking you, Corzin, about uh, what you've been up to this evening. Uh, do, you, do you mention anything about uh, the Chul incident? I say, yeah, we um, we heard that there was a potential uh, threat to the well-being of this uh, city but in the form of a Chul that had made its way into the uh, storm drains. Now, as you can, I'm sure you can imagine, that was something that, if it came to the surface, could uh, uh, could render a significant threat to a lot of people before it was dealt with. So, uh, we, being community-minded people, went down there and solved the problem. Right. Uh, I have no idea what the tool is, but it sounds like some sort of bad monster. Imagine uh, a large cool? crab with tentacles. That is not a nice mental image. Uh, did you manage to uh, find anything interesting down there? Get any loot? Did it have jewel encrusted scales or something? Not exactly, but I think we're going to be um, we're not going to be in want of whiskey for a while. <laughs> That's important, actually. Uh, Do we still have that with us? You have all of the brandy except for the amount the, the amount that uh, uh, from one bottle that. Uh, oh, I'm terribly sorry. It was it was uh, brandy, brandy. whiskey. Yeah. I do apologize. <laughs> oh no, I was sharing the whiskey that I'd bought. Oh, uh, okay. In which case, no, I, I had I bought like two bottles. Oh, of sorry. I thought you'd uh, put us in the brandy. In which case, no. You've got all of your you've got the all of the brandy ex- bottles. We really brandy. need a like. Yeah. We need like a bag of holding or something. We can't be <laughs> lugging around. Chris. Yeah, you have actually been lugging around, Chris. And um, actually, by this point, yeah, since you have been lugging them in. 
uh, you probably would have had to have, you know, had one under your arm during some of this, you know, when, when you originally got here. So um, I'm going to assume that you put it down when you got in. Yeah. Uh, so causing yeah, so goes, she uh, goes ah, so that uh, so that's uh, what the uh, tentacles in the crater from. Yeah, I wouldn't touch him if I were you. Mm, why not? Even after death, the uh, uh, the tentacles can be quite potent. They're um, uh, infused oh, with a neurotoxin. I, I see. Oh, so you'll probably be uh, wanting to get those preserved by an alchemist, yes? That was the plan, yeah. Or just straight up sell uh, them. How long ago did you kill it? Uh, he doesn't have a watch, so he sort of... Um, wets his finger and holds it up in the air and uh, <laughs> says Indoors. maybe about mm, three or four hours ago uh, out of character is that roughly right um, yeah it's yeah. about right uh, I, from, uh, I, I, maybe you should get those to an alchemist before the, about the six hour mark if you want to preserve that I've heard about people doing this sort of thing before and sometimes you've got a full day sometimes you should probably do it within a few hours. I do know an alchemist who is willing to do this sort of thing, no questions That was going to be my next uh, question then. Uh, who is this alchemist? Uh, you want to go to uh, Buchanan's. Uh, that would be on... Uh, I'm the Sorry, map. passing map over. The map yep. that I gave you. I put, a street, I put the street on that, but I didn't put it on the one I have. We go. Uh, that's on uh, Swivel Street on the uh, uh, western edge of Ironwood, uh, the Ironwood district. Uh, and she gives you some directions. Ah, right, yep. it's, it's not too bad a walk. Um, probably take you about 10-15 uh, minutes to get there. Okie dokie. Um, he says, well, uh, much uh, I would recommend you. you do that tonight before you sleep. Yeah, I mean, would they still be open now? Oh, the Buchanan? Yeah, he would be. He uh, he deals in all sorts of shady stuff. He's used to having late night customers. I imagine that he'd pr uh, he's the sort of person who keeps vampires hours. She takes a moment as if strongly cons considering something. No, he's not a vampire. I'm pretty sure he's not a vampire. He's a little striped, but he's not a vampire. Well, good, because, um, you know, I I I've had my share of... Um... Uh, of the undead recently. I proceed to elaborate a little bit on uh, the unfortunate story of Stringer Smith. When by the time you finish, you sort of lose uh, kind of uh, one eye slightly raised. By the regent. That sounds like quite a tale. You know, it's. Um, you guys sound like you can handle yourselves pretty well. I like to think um, so. I had I heard Courage mentioning that uh, you know, he wanted you to help out with something. Uh, probably something loud and flashy, it's his <laughs> way. Uh, uh, I could actually use your help, though, uh, if you're willing. Um, I could offer up uh, half of the cut that we don't send to the, uh, uh, to the sculptor. Um, there's... Uh, so... There's a... Uh, uh, there's a cut... Uh, there's a cart that, well, there's a few shipments that will be coming in tomorrow morning, um, late morning, so about 10 o'clock. Uh, there'll be, and uh, there's one cart in particular that will be going from a warehouse in the, 
Uh, not too far from here. Yeah, so it'll be going from... Uh, uh, it'll be going from an, uh, one of the warehouses... Actually, no, it'll be the opposite side. It'll be going from uh, part one of the warehouses in Duke's Ward, uh, near the Glass Kiln Key, and then making its way uh, up to it, uh, a private buyer in uh, Victor's Grove. Now, uh, from what I've been able to hear, uh, it should have uh, some very nice high-value uh, dyed and patterned silks. Uh, so, uh, the house it's going to is a bit f is very fancy and rather more well defended than and too rich for our blood. But if we uh, if you could cause a distraction and maybe help with uh, with it. We might be able to distract the guards and uh, pick up the wagon, move it away while they're busy. I know a place we could uh, drop it off and uh, get a fair bit of uh, and get the uh, well, forget silver. We might actually be able to even be able to get a little bit of gold <laughs> out of this. It's not fabulously high paying, but it's it would help the family out, and uh, you know we'd be happy to give you the. Uh, it would be 40%, we'd take 40%, Sculptor takes 20. Corzin leans over the, uh, the table and with a conspiratorial grin says, So you're asking a halfling if he can upset an apple cart. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I think we've got ourselves a plan. Hmm. Um, excellent. Uh, I'm well, sure uh, I can talk the other two around to this. It's uh, uh, nothing... Massively outside their area of expertise. What okay, actually uh, is this? Uh, the... uh, this cart going to be uh, going to be escorted by? Uh, we've seen the cart before. Uh, it's a uh, two. It's it'll be two private guards. Um, they. They have muskets, but those are those are just for scaring people. Uh, even uh, private guards aren't going to fire a load of uh, aren't going to fire firearms in the middle of a uh, of a crowded street. Really, the problem would be the truncheons, um, and they'd be known to carry boot knives as well. Uh, but so, if it was courage doing it, he'd try and probably lay them out and and make off with the wagon. And that's not the way I want to operate. Um, rather, I'd like to keep them. Busy enough that we can walk, that we can just take the wagon, move it off. So uh, I'm expecting two guards and a wagon driver, and that should be about, and that should be about it. And with four of us, uh, that's not too bad. I can, I can take care of uh, actually driving the cart. I'm good with uh, horses. Right. So isolate the guards. You can pause this. Throw the driver, mm -hmm. essentially. Pretty much. Uh, and yeah, either we either convince him, uh, we either uh, convince him to uh, look at some, look the other way, uh, or uh, lure him off, or and she uh, pulls out of her pocket a blackjack or a bunch of lead balls in a in a leather sack. <laughs> He'll wake up with a headache, but it's one way. I prefer not to do that, but. Um... Uh, you know, it's it's, it's okay. Uh, we, uh, uh, she shivers a little. Nobody's um, coming out this uh, with more than uh, a bit of uh, a couple of bruises and some damaged pride. Exactly, that's not the way we like to do things in the family. 
we don't. I can respect Papa, that. except for the for that one time, very much frowns on killing. I can understand so, why he made that exception. Yeah, still, um, that's all in the past. Uh, so yes, that should be uh, that. So yes, if if you meet me in the Castle Square Market in front of the castle uh, at uh, call it half past nine tomorrow, um, when the half bell rings, um, you'll find me uh, doing a bit of business there. Uh, but um, once I spot you, I'll uh, move over to one of the stalls and make myself uh, more visible. Right, you are, and uh, we'll set things up from there. Uh, if if you guys can handle yourself though in the fight, um, Chase should have uh, something that uh, she could help uh, that she might want your help with. Obviously, you don't you don't have to help us with any of this, but it's it's something helpful. Um, she it's probably wouldn't be right tomorrow, maybe in a few days, but well, I'm always up if, for making a little extra coin if needs be. Hmm, I'm sure she'd uh, pretty much be on the same arrangement. You have a word with her if you're interested. Uh, meantime, courage has been, you know, courage goes, okay, I think that's it, that's about all of this. I we think maybe tonight. we can't explain the coin trick in any other ways this evening. I think uh, we've hit the threshold we'll, for that. We'll, maybe we try again tomorrow. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I said before there's something I could uh, use your help with. Ah, yes, yeah, something big and flashy, didn't uh, say. Yeah, so, um, there's uh, not uh, exactly a time limit on this, um, I, but I'm looking to... Uh, do it in a couple... Actually, wait, no, is there a time limit on this one? Actually, no, there is a time limit on this one. Actually, wait, no, oh, no I was thinking of something else. That's that's a while off. There is actually something uh, which is on a bit of a time limit. It's uh, four days from now. Uh, so we'd be looking... Uh, so this, uh, this one, we'd need to do it uh, night time on the uh, 30th of uh, Falling Leaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, uh, and uh, so there's a uh, money lender, a pawnbroker, uh, Mikhailovich, the Mikhailoviches. They're not the nicest people, so I don't mean causing, mind causing them some trouble. They've uh, they've been known to uh, sometimes be a little bit uh, not very generous when it comes to allowing people to buy their things back. Mm. So, uh, one thing that I know is that they are at a very fancy party up all the way in Victor's Grove that night. They will be out all night until the morning. Now, the watch, the shop does employ some night guards, and uh, there is a patrol, a watch patrol that passes by. Um, but my thought is maybe we just clean the place out, <laughs> grab anything in the cash box grab anything of uh, anything valuable that might be in the safe um, so uh, my sister is the one who likes to do things subtly she likes to sneak around and you know uh, try and set up distractions and so on you uh, don't look subtle what's your suggestion I got a cake of gunpowder I say we just blow the, uh, the uh, I just say I say we knock out the guards blow the safe up with it grab anything uh, anything we can and then escape on horseback I know a guy who can who could lend us some horses for the that evening. That sounds like an excellent evening. 
I thought so, right? Yes, I'm on board with this plan. <laughs> so <laughs> finally, someone who speaks my language. No, she. Uh, I've been my, having to be subtle lately. It's mm, been hard. I know. My girl, uh, no, my girl who has the horses. Uh, she also uh, came up with some of the plans. So she gets a cut too for planning this out and giving me the gunpowder. But we carry this off. I give you a cut. I give her a cut. We give the uh, we we get the sculptor a cut. Everyone's happy. Yes. Very happy. All right. So um, have you got horses? We haven't. Yes, yeah, so, uh, I, I, I can. Uh, she, she's got horses. I can get. Uh, I should be able to get four horses. Excellent. Should be enough. We usually travel by ship, so. Uh, I see. Well, no. Uh, so this is a straight up. This is more of a straight up fight sort of situation. We want to get in, knock out the guards as quick as we can. No killing. Papa doesn't like the killing. Um, blow the safe. Uh, grab everything we can and try and ride off before the watch show up. <laughs> Because the moment we blow the safe, if they haven't already been called by the guards, the watcher's going to come running. I mean, they're going to hear that, let's be honest. <laughs> let's do it. I'm up for this. Excellent. Okay, so, um, if you want to help me do this... I have to convince the other two, but... Well, if yeah. you convince the other two... Um, and Mikhailovich is, uh, yeah, is, uh, is in the uh, uh, western edge of the Weaver's Ward, uh, north of Spinner's End. So, uh, my thought is, you meet me in Steel Square, uh, around sundown, on the thirtieth. Uh, I'll have everything. Uh, I'll have stuff set up, and. Uh, well, what was the name of the square, sorry? Uh, Steel Square. Steel it's in the Iron Ward. It's where all the Ironmongers are. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, you meet you meet me there, and uh, we'll go cause some trouble. Yeah. I do like causing trouble. I thought you might. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, that, that's pretty much uh, uh, that's pretty much everything I have to say, lot. Well, I'll let you know what we decide. I'm I'm into it, but um, see if the other two are. Thank you very much. Uh, it's probably about this, but by this time, if uh, if not slightly before, on scamp, you will have returned down from your own uh, private conversation with uh, wisdom. Hello. Oh. Oh. Hello. How was that? It's fine. Good. Um, you okay? Yeah. So um, I have a flashy job that we can do. Do you want to do it? I relay the information about Courage's stuff. Yeah. It's just for time. And then cause cool. um, encounters by relaying the information for the job he has. I mean, there's no reason we couldn't do both. They're on different days. Absolutely. And um, more, and he sort of makes the... Um, universal sign for money uh, for yeah. us. Yeah, the rubbing the fingers yeah. together thing. Yeah. Mm. I mean, more cash never goes amiss, let's be honest. I want to help. Good. Brilliant. Let's do it then. We do still have to get rid of a, some smuggling. We do, but this is all over a few days. I do actually need to nip into the sculptor's garden before the end of this evening and tell them that we've. Um, Yes, and we've got to make yeah. our way to, a, to an alchemist to get these uh, tentacles seen to, otherwise they may not be useful to us. Yes. Um, Chase, uh, by, this, by this point, uh, gives uh, gives the three of you a beckon. You can see that uh, you watch as her wife, Lilith, stretches, gives Chase a kiss on the, on the cheek and goes, Right, love. It's a bit late for me. I'm gonna uh, go over the garden, give it a last look, and head to bed. Catch you later. 
She winks it up and uh, opens the door, walks outside. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> and uh, heads upstairs. Chase beckons you over. The three of you. I notice my uh, younger siblings have been talking to you. I'm sure they have their own plans. Mm-hmm. I also overheard uh, what you were telling Hope about um, that business with the uh, ghoul. Sounds like you can handle yourselves. Like I said, I like mm. to think so. Well, I think we can handle ourselves pretty well. Would you be interested in helping me um, sort out some problems as well? We've had... Um, we look after a number of local businesses around here. They pay us for uh, their, our protection. Bad news is someone, and I'm pretty sure I know who, uh, recently robbed one of the uh, ironmongers on the hmm. uh, in the area of some of the stock. So we need to set things straight. There's no time limit on this, obviously we want to do this before we leave, before you all leave town, because I could use the extra hands. But um, we need to send a message. We need to recover the stolen iron. That needs to go back to the ironmonger, set things, put things in order. The good news... Now, I'm pretty sure it was the Reynolds gang that were responsible. They operate out of Spinner's End. They've got... um, They've got a couple of their own warehouses uh, on the far side of... uh, yeah, well, they've got a couple of their own warehouses on the in the sort of uh, spinners and area places where they hide things. Sometimes just old, old abandoned houses that they use. And we think it. I think it'll be in one of those. I'll see if I can try and track down which one. They like to. They're in the smuggling game. They hide stolen goods there to let them come mm-hmm. down. What I want us to do is once we once I find out where the warehouse is or wherever they're hiding it. We recover the iron, we loot it for everything that it's worth, and then we burn it to the ground. No killing. If there is anyone in there, we subdue them, we drag them out, or we chase them out before we set the place alight. Are there likely to be a lot of people in there? Maybe. I don't know. But I know an alchemist, uh, Buchanan, who can uh, get hold of uh, a few doses of uh, poison that uh, they use in the Underdark to subdue people for taking them as slaves. Uh, that, sh- if we if we stick... Would I, I would know about this. Yeah, you I? know about this. It's a very common drag poison. What does it do? Uh, it knocks... It, it, it's um, all I see, but... Yeah, yeah. it basically um, knocks someone unconscious for several hours. If, oh, if, right. if, if they fail to say... I think it's... Uh, it, I'll, if I, I'll confirm exactly for you one moment. Mm-hmm. Well, I can if I just consult the handy poisons chart. I know it renders them unconscious. Yeah, it renders the. I know from memory it renders them unconscious if they are. There we go. Now I got it from memory. It gives them the poisoned condition, so disadvantage on attacks and ability checks for 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 an hour, and if they fail the save by more than five, it knocks them unconscious for one to four hours. Uh, I turn uh, to the others and go, yeah, drown, knockout, poison. So I should be able to get a couple of um, 
a few, maybe three or four doses of that. Oh, that could be helpful. Um, it's, if we can get them down, then it's safe as having to knock them out. Otherwise, we might have to scare them out of the place. But we go in not too loud, not too quiet. We want to. We we do want to send a message. But if we can keep the fighting on our terms at the start, it'll go easier for us. Mm. If we have to, we just grab the iron, torch the place, and leave. But if we have time to do a bit more of a thorough search, it'd be good to get anything else. Um, as far as payout is concerned, the iron goes to the iron bunker. They're under our protection, that's only fair. But anything else we find, we split it five ways. A fifth to the, uh, to the sculptor, two-fifths to me, two-fifths to you. Sounds like it could work. All right. What do you two think? Sounds good to me. Yeah. Good. I don't want the Reynolds gang robbing other people uh, that we look after. No, not good for business. We can't that. afford that lack of respect. No. And besides, we do actually care about the people we look after. Father is. Um, father is is uh, feels that's important, and I feel even more so. Well, not to put too fine a point on it, but uh, people like you have got to keep your friends close. Am I right? Exactly. Anyway, I will do some looking. Probably um, it'll take me a couple of nights to try and figure out exactly uh, which warehouse. I can't move around too freely in the day. But uh, once you are free of the night and you're ready, come see me during the daytime. I'm here most of the day. Hmm. Can't walk about too much outside um, during the daytime without uh, my cloak, and even then it's a risk. And... Uh, Yes, then uh, we will go and send a message. I mean, we're here for the next week, so we should have time. Ah, there should be plenty. All right, then. Thank you for your trust. um, I know it uh, can't have been easy to have uh, two strangers come into your midst like this. It's not, but for what it's worth, you seem like good people. As do you. Thank Thank you for being welcoming. Especially to scan. Of course. We tiefling stick together. Guess um I guess we leave. Okay. Yeah. Uh where do you guys want to head? I think to the alchemists is gonna be the uh, the first okay. protocol because I mean that's the one with the time limit, yeah. Yeah. so we probably so, should. Okay, so you head out, uh, uh it doesn't take too much heading out back out onto the main street along in between Olympia's Nest and the Warrens. Uh, you head, uh, you, you, you make your way through. You actually pass the second of the three walls of the uh, city, this sort of middle wall, and you can see the architecture above. An interesting thing, uh, the walls have frequent dome, sort of cupolas on them, domed positions. What exactly are cupolas? Which are, Sorry? Uh, yeah, I had a moment. Sorry, yeah. Uh, so you know when you see on the tops of some old churches and so on, you'll see like a little sort of bell tower with a dome on the top. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 The, the 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 structure around the bell is a cupola. Oh, cool. Yeah, because it looks like a cup. Like when they have like an exposed bell. Sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes. Yeah. Sense. So oh, there cool. are slightly more fortified cupolas at periodic intervals along the well. I never knew the there was a word for that. Okay. I yes. didn't either. I've learned yes, something there is. today. Uh, in fact, I would allow, allow anyone to make a history check at this point. Right. <laughs> I mean... Natural 20. I don't think it makes sense. <laughs> okay, cousin. Uh, 
Is uh, it? Oh, it's a 17 from me, okay. actually. Uh, you basically know the same information uh, with causing, you know, you're knowing this in a little bit more detail. Uh, I didn't mention it before, but um, even from here, now that you're in, with, once you enter the Iron Ward and you're into the second uh, layer of the city, you can see the squat uh, castle uh, of uh, Stoneglaive Castle uh, in the very centre in Duke's Ward. And like most castles in Jova, especially those on the Dragon Coast, the top of the castle is a thick reinforced dome of stone. Now, castles in our world on Earth, uh, in our history, tend to have very strong walls, but classically wooden roofs, um, because uh, it's there are strong there are major architectural challenges in creating stone roofs that don't collapse under their own weight in a castle, whereas strong walls are very absolutely essential to defending against uh, well all manner of things men archers siege artillery uh but in our world attacks from the air weren't really a thing well they didn't have planes then did they so <laughs> yeah. uh in jova however which is right next to the draconic archipelago there has always been a need to defend from aerial assault ah, yeah so Joven castles have classically always had these strong reinforced domes, uh, often with, up, with arrow slits built into them so that they can fire on dragons overhead. And this is very, covers very much the same purpose as the periodic cupolas on the walls. They are places for archers and soldiers to take cover against potential dragon fire <gasps> while returning shots. That's really fun. I'm imagining something that looks like a heavy metal album right now. <laughs> mm. Pretty much, yeah. I'm imagining like like castles are sort of like really badass St. Paul's Cathedral. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, yeah you imagine a really fortified St. Paul's. Like hard rock St. Paul's. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, or like, uh, you know, uh, yeah, or, or yeah, like a really, like a real, like, sans the four minarets, there's just a really, a really overly engineered Hagia Sophia. Um, oh, really cool. Then you're in the right, mm. you're, you're thinking in the right sort of way uh, with, a, with a Bailey and outer walls as well. I like that. That's fun. That's safe. Hmm. Uh, so, uh, that uh, brief interlude about uh, castle design aside, uh, <laughs> You make your way down to, uh, through the edge of Iron Ward and into a narrow back street where you can see there is a small sign next to a, uh, uh, next to a door. Uh, the sign doesn't actually have a nice big uh, picture next to it, unlike a lot of uh, alchemists or other shops you've seen. This one seems to be taking the philosophy of if you need to know if you if you need to find it you should already know it's here uh-huh. and it just says j buchanan alchemist hmm. okay uh any signs of life uh the windows are actually um the windows appear to have been very faintly whitewashed so they let in a little bit of light but not that much i'm gonna knock on the door the door opens a little, and you can see the, uh, an eye peering out at you. Yes? <laughs> um, so hello! Le- hello. Um, Celestia Stardust, nice to meet you. Uh, we're looking for an alchemist. Yes. 
Jimothy Buchanan <laughs> come in he opens the door and leads you into a small cramped shop with shelves full of, full of small vials and various bric-a-brac and a little shop counter which he perches behind you can see this is a tall man in a long black sort of cloak and tunic and trousers he is bald but he has a huge walrus moustache a human as well hashtag not all jimothys <laughs> he he cranes he puts his fingers together in the sort of classic scholar's cradle as you enter so how can I help you this guy is obviously played by Vincent Price. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, is he do I've got to say, guys, you can't see Jason's face right now. And he's like not blinking. Oh, yeah, just, no, no. I want to ask the, if he I, blinks. I, I, no, during this entire, your entire interaction with Jimothy Buchanan, he never blinks. I can hear not him once. not blinking. Is that weird? <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. I really do. I feel like Celestia's just sort of locked in eye contact with him and like can't break it. That's <laughs> what's happening right now. Um, yeah, my friend has something he'd like you to, to look at. I see. I do sell a number of ointments against those sorts of rashes. No, no, you misunderstand um, this. Um, this is... It's uh, some tentacles, actually. He looks at the tentacles. Mm. Ah, I see. May I ask what you got these from? A chul. Oh. Exciting. I assume you'll be wanting me to preserve its fluids. <laughs> yes, please. If that would I be would... within your ability to do, yes. Of course. I will do it for half. Half, half what? Half of the tentacles. I will take these six and I will return with three doses. Oh, okay. Good. Seems like a reasonable payment, I suppose. He reaches down with long, spidery fingers and takes <laughs> the crate and moves into the next room behind a beaded curtain. Of course it's a fucking beaded curtain. <laughs> <laughs> the beads are all black, brown and purple, by the way. I turn to the other two and I go... Did you see him blink? Nope. I didn't see I him don't blink. Think he can. Your st- by the way, at this point, uh, causing your stomach rumbles. It just, it's you're you're feeling as if maybe the goulash was disagreeing with you a little bit. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's a bit loud, causing you okay? Yeah, yeah. I um. Oh, I think uh, uh, I must have had too much goulash. I mean, not that it wasn't tasty, but did any of you um, even manage to vaguely identify what was in that? Um, I try not to identify what I'm eating. I didn't really think about it. I just make a wisdom check. Me? Who? Anyone? Okay. Go on then. Yeah, why not? I haven't rolled a dice yet. It's not fucking halfling meat, is it? Jesus (laughs) Christ! Ooh. Twelve. Oh, I'm not that wise. Also twelve. Uh, higher than that. Where's my sheet? I've lost my page. Oh, my wisdom. Oh, it's zero. So that's fifteen. <laughs> uh, Scamp, you 
despite yourself, you can identify it, and it's uh, uh, it's relatively pleasing. Uh, you're pretty sure it was goose. I think it was rat. <laughs> <laughs> Causing sort of, uh, <laughs> are you sure? It, it, it seemed a little bit um, uh, rich for rat. You know, um, mm. times have been hard on the uh, Charlie's forget before. There is not very much uh, eating on a rat. Could have been lots of rats. Oh, region. Also, is is Jimothy like like a normal name on the surface? As far as I know. I will confirm that Jimothy is not a normal name oh, okay. on the surface. I'll take that all back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was assuming yeah. that I hadn't heard. No, no, no. I, as the DM, will confirm that Jimothy is not a. It is not a very common name. All right, I'll rephrase that. As far as I know, it's just the name of a place, not a person. We, I mean, we know of two now, don't we? Yeah, there's that weird kid. Yeah, I mean, we never saw him, but. I assumed he was weird. I assumed he was weird because he was called Jimothy. <laughs> <laughs> We're bad people. <laughs> At this point, the beaded curtains uh, 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 pulls apart, and um, I hurriedly yeah, stop laughing at the, the name. Uh, and the Jimothy returns with three small vials filled with uh, an oily liquid. I have returned. Yes, we we saw that <laughs> when you came back into the room. Observe. Here are your vials. And he hands you three very small vials um, with, and I have taken the liberty of preserving the fluid. It should now last indefinitely, but beware. Once exposed to air, it will retain its potency only for an hour. Each dose should be enough to affect one victim. He passes. He places them in your hands, causing. Good to know. Uh, pleasure doing blame. business with you, sir. He just eye contact with you the whole time as well. Right. <laughs> he stands, steepling his fingers again, and says nothing else until you leave. Right. Um. Bye then. Thanks. Bye. I mean, causing nods. I like, he says nothing else until you I leave. I feel like I like back out of the room, like still making eye contact with him until I leave. No. <laughs> causing sort of nods, and then as nonchalantly as he can muster, walks out of the uh, the establishment. When he, when he gets outside, oh. he goes. Anyone feel like they need a shower right now? I I feel solid and unusual. Um. Yeah, that that I couldn't really break eye contact with him. Like it was like a compulsion. This was weird. Oh, it was really. Let's not go back there. Well, <laughs> unless we have any alchemical needs, I suppose. Well, but. Uh, a bit weird though he may be. Um, he seems to be um, uh, uh, at least competent. Uh, what he's done. I'm, I'm looking at the vials. Um, he works fast. Indeed he does, but I'm not yes. entirely sure what's involved. It's probably uh, all manner of different uh, preparations and uh, uh, and such. <laughs> Do you think he blinks while he's working? Like when no one can see him? <laughs> I don't think he can! Do you think he has two glass eyes? No, no, that's silly. Again, your stomach just burbles loudly. 
causing that was a strange noise. Like, do you need to find a privy or something? Are you, are you all right? Um, <laughs> does it feel like I need to find a privy? <laughs> no, it doesn't feel like it's going to come out that direction, no. Okay, do you want some sweets? Uh, no, I think you'll be fine. I'm probably just going to walk this off. Okay, I mean, we need to go to the statue garden, and I'd quite like to be far away from this weird, weird man. Um, so, <laughs> so, should we, should we go? Okay. It is yeah. later, it's now getting, it's later, it's much later at night, and apart from the occasional uh, oil lamps on posts, lighting, providing light to this in the streets, and guiding you on your way, the only light is from the thin sort of starlight that comes through the clouds and the reflected light of, this, uh, of the city, what little there is uh, up on the clouds as well. Uh, you, can, you can still see just well enough to navigate Corzin and uh, the other two of you, obviously your dark vision helps. Um, but as you're walking th- through the maybe 20 minute walk or so to, towards uh, the Judgment Square Market, uh, where the, uh, which I believe is where the statue, yeah, the statue garden is not far from that. Uh, you're making, you make your way back through the second wall, out of the iron ward, uh, past the warrens, and in towards the new glazers ward. And uh, cutting along the iron ward, uh, yeah, the the the, uh, the sort of uh, out wall, the second wall set of walls. The sense of uh, rumbling and discomfort grows, and the gorge rises in your throat, causing. And you're about halfway through when you just, you can't help it. You uh, st- just, you just have to throw up. Okay, I find the nearest gutter or uh, waterway. <laughs> okay, yeah, there, there is a there is a gutter, and you just. Yeah. Um. No goulash comes out. Oh. Instead, the with the very very faint light from a distant, uh, uh, like coming from a distant oil lamp, you uh, the three of you. Well, Corson, you can't really see this because you're busy vomiting. But the two of you see thick shadow. Uh, uh, it should begin to surge out of Corzin's mouth until after about 15 seconds of this it's there's just a pool of shadow on the ground which splits up into five replicas of Corzin's shadow each uh, all sort of uh, partly sort of insubstantial in place partly reflected against the wall they all look at, seem to turn their heads towards Corzin and immediately scatter. Two of them one way down a street, two of them another way down a street, one down an alleyway. What do you want to do? Corzin goes, what the ever-living what? fuck? What the sh- what? Where did they go? What, what the fuck have the you been eating? You swallowed. That egg you swallowed might have hatched. What? Ah. You- <sighs> We never did find out what that was, did you? You can just see them at the very edges of the street now, about to slip out of sight. All right, what um, do you want to do? Follow one, follow yeah, one. Um, yes. I, I, I run for the uh, the nearest one. Um, okay, so there's Corzin, you're five of after them, right? One. They've gone sort of like two There's five of them, two, two, two are together, two are together, going a different way, and one is on its own. Oh, um, 
That's it. I'm going to say this in character. Should we all take different ones? Like, or no, should, no, we should all stay together. Let's let's all go after the same. Those two over there. Go. Right. Okay. Go. So the three of you running. are running after what I will call sh- shadows A and B. Okay. Okay. Uh, the check. shadows. Yeah, the shadows are flitting away as fast as they can. So give me an. Uh, I did say three athletics checks, please. Shit, I'm rubbish. At Thirteen. Straight to. Oh, that's not bad. That's a twenty-one. Okay. Six. So twenty-one, six, and thirteen. Who wasn't prepared for somebody vomiting shadows? Ah. <laughs> How often is one prepared for no. vomiting shadows? Okay, so these guys—they uh, are in shadows, so they have an advantage. Okay, one, two. Okay, so A, uh, B. Okay, so the first of the two shadows seems to be faster than the other, and it, it just seems to rock uh, uh, to to hurl itself forward uh, with extra speed. It gains a significant lead on the rest of you. However, um, Scamp, you, while you're falling behind a bit, Corzin, you are able to get within. Uh, you're able to uh, to almost catch up to the second of the shadows. Uh, I'm going to call it Shadow B. You're, uh, Celestia, you're just about able to keep pace. Uh, Corzin, you're close enough to Shadow B that you could try and uh, you could try and attack it with a with a, with a melee weapon if you wanted. Uh, Shadow A is is I'm going to say ninety feet away from you. It's just out of short range for the carbine. Okay, I am going to attempt but to still within pistol range. I'm going to just attempt about. to slice at this thing's leg, and while I'm running, do I have any godly idea what this could possibly be? Make an Arcana check. Seventeen. Yes, you've heard. You've once heard of these. Uh, you're pretty sure these are not. It's the the name is pretty much what you expect. They are shadows. They are undead creatures. Uh, that, as far as you know, are souls without bodies. That can that, that you know that they are able to slip into other shadows to hide, and you can see that the distant one is probably about to do that. Um, you know that they are almost impossible, they're not impossible to hurt, but that because of their shadowy and substantial nature, they're difficult to kill or stop, um, and that they can hide, that they can, and and you know that they don't do well in sunlight, you know that sunlight harms them in, in some way, but you've heard tales that they can reach into your heart and stop it. Can um, I do a check to see how much of this I know? Because I might. Yeah, do a quick, do a quick right? content. It's all happening in a, in a moment. So, yeah, just uh, so that I'm. Oh I'm, no, no, I don't. I got uh, four. So um, that's okay. Yeah. okay uh, so so uh, in the in this improvised in, in, in initiative order, Corson is going first, then Celestia, then Scamp because of how because we did yeah, the speed. Speed. So Corson, yes, you're attacking. What weapon are you attacking? Scimitars. Scimitar. Uh, your two normal scimitars. Uh. Yes, because yeah, there's this, the the other one that isn't quite as good, is there? Okay, so yeah, one of them. So you're using uh, one of your normal scimitars and uh, the, and I think it was, uh, I think it's death, rather, because dishonor is the name of the blunderbuss. Yeah. Okay. Uh, make an attack roll. Make an attack roll for death first, please, and then for the uh, for the normal uh, for the normal scimitar. Okay, death before dishonor. Um... Right, so although, that, that, preferably, that, although, as Reavy said, dishonor before death. Yeah, that, that first one is a 19. Okay. And that second hits. one is a 20. 
Dirty 20. Okay, both hit. I need you to roll damage separately for the two weapons. Right. So tell me death's damage first. Okay. Uh, before you tell me the damage of the normal scimitar. That'll be a nine. Okay. And then the second one is another nine. Okay. As I'm going to say, the first scimitar, like the, the normal scimitar, strikes into the shadow first. And though you feel something resist it, as if you're cutting through something, it seems to have very little immediate effect on it. The shadow becomes a little hazy, but otherwise, it's this is how you know, this is clearly resistant in some way to the damage you're doing it. But as you cut with de with death, moonlight from nowhere glints off the uh, off the cutlass's blade, and this one cuts straight through the shadow leaving an obvious hole in it. Right, yeah. The shadow continues to limp on just, but it's obviously now very wounded. Mm. Ghost well, touch. Not exactly wounded, but damaged, yeah. It seems that, uh, yeah, that, as I said, both uh, both death and dishonor are touched by ghosts. Uh, 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 are ghost touched. Uh, okay, so uh, that's uh, yep. So, you, so you've done a total of thirteen points of damage to Shadow B. Uh, okay, so Celestia. Are the two shadows within twenty feet of each other? No, one shadow. Uh, the one shadow is right next to Corzin. The other one is ninety feet away. Is ninety feet away? Uh, ninety feet ahead. I'm. Over. I'm going to say you've just met, catched, caught up to Corson at this point. So ninety feet ahead of you. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so, God, um, it'd be hard to know what to do with shadows. Fucking hell. Um, I think I'm going to take a slice at it with my rapier. You know. Yeah. Uh, what did you get on your account check, by the way? <laughs> Seven. <laughs> okay, then you you no, you don't. Really oh no, know it was less is. actually. It was four. Sorry. Yeah, you don't know what this <laughs> is, but you have just observed the difference between normal weapon and uh, and death. Yeah, shit, maybe not. Um, <laughs> fuck. It's uh, one spell that I can only do once, so I don't know if there's any point. Would I be able to work out if it like has a brain? Uh not with that. I can't check. You have to just guess. Okay, um, god, I have nothing good that I can do. Uh, oh, I don't even know if psychic damage would work. Maybe not, because it's undead. If you've got anything that does radiant damage, maybe? I really don't. Um, I mean, I've got, like, lights and fairy fire and shit, but I'm going to do fairy fire, like, once a day. Fuck it, I'm going to cast Fairy Fire on it. Okay, uh, what does this Fairy Fire... Uh, it outlines it in light and it gives everybody advantage. Okay, nice. Uh, you weirdly... Yeah, I'm going to um, reach over my back and mm. do a little wow on the guitar yeah. and throw some light at it from the end of the guitar okay. sort of thing. The, 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 the flurry of purple light strike the shadow... And seem to be absorbed into it, oh, but it, uh, the shadow is now high, but begins to exude a soft purple light around its edges. It's mm. strange. It's like there's this, the light only very faintly appears, but it does at least highlight the shadows. You can't see the benefits. I am then going to use my bonus action okay. um, to turn around 
look at Cousin Scamp, flip my hair out of my eyes and go, guys, we got this. And um, I'm going to give myself a wondrous appearance and use my mantle of inspiration and you both get five temporary hit points and you can also move up to your movement immediately. Without take, uh, as a reaction, without taking without any... Without taking any attacks of opportunity attacks or anything opportunity. like that. So if you want uh, to like, move allow- ahead at all, you can. Yeah, you can. I think I will, you know, because I don't want to let mm. either yeah. of these go away. Okay, you yeah, so Cousin, you're now... Uh, Cousin and... Uh, for the sake of this scamp. Cousin, you're now 75 feet away from... Uh, sorry, no, 65 feet away from the... Uh, from uh, Shadow A. Because right. that's... Yeah, that gives you a big benefit. Yeah, and that's... And that's all I can do, really. I'm obviously yeah. I'm going to keep moving ahead. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to use my movement yeah. to like keep chase. Yeah. So I um, keep chase. Uh, okay, scamp. Uh, with your movement and the reaction movement from the inspir- the sudden burst of speed you get from Celestia's uh, glamorous uh, moment, <laughs> this glamorous <laughs> moment, uh, you can either get up to this uh, to this shadow or you can race past it. Uh, racing past it went to provoke an attack of opportunity because of the glamour effect. I will do that. Okay, you're racing past it. You're now uh, slightly ahead of, of Corzin because of your longer legs. So you're 60 feet uh, from the uh, from, uh, from uh, Shadow A. And I'm going to say you are 30 feet in front of Shadow B. Lovely. Um, I'm going to... And one of them's in fairy flower, isn't it? Yep, yeah, uh, that's Shadow B. Okay. So you get advantage on that one. Yeah. Uh, I will twin a first level chromatic orb. Okay. What uh, what damage type will you be using? Um, Earth is going to work out against a shadow. Mm, I'll go for fire. Okay. Because I don't think any of these... Makes a good idea. None of these yeah. are radiant. But, yeah. Fire, like, makes logical sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna tides of chaos, the one that isn't fairy fired. Okay, so we're gonna advantage him. <laughs> tides is there. Okay. Uh, so for the fairy fire, that ooh, those are both nice. That's ooh, twenty something, twenty four. Okay, that hits. Yes. Is that? And the tides of chaos one. I can't read that. Um, Seventeen. Both hit. Uh, roll damage for them separately, please. Uh, do me fairy fire first. Um, fairy fire is oh, pretty. So is thirteen. Okay. Um, the fire, uh, the the ball of flame strikes into the shadow, and in, and barely cohesive enough as it is after a strike from death, the flames seem to just consume it scattering it into a thousand tiny motes of shadow which then evaporate away along with the purple haze uh, and then against A, a. Um, that is 14 okay uh, so this one as it, you see the the, uh, the fireball strike out and it is just it just vanishes into the shadow the shadow does become a little bit more hazy and a little more, a bit more substanti- insubstantial mm. and less defined. But again, this is not as effective as it should have been. Okay, it's the shadow. It's Shadow oh, A's nice. turn. Shadow B has been destroyed. Shadow A is go- uh, immediately as it passes beyond the uh, l- uh, the torchlight. It is uh, the uh, the lamplight. It is just going to try and blend 
into the deeper shadows beyond. So, uh, yeah, and it's just <laughs> seems to vanish into them. Uh, uh, because you guys are in pursuit of it, I'm going to ask you all to make a perception check. Okay. So perception. Fucking shit. Eleven. Wank. Eight. One. Can I just take my passive perception on that? Uh, no, but in any case, yeah. uh, it wouldn't have made it. Wouldn't have helped. Uh, no, it's you. By the time you race over there, it's gone. Even like just slashing randomly with uh, death, nothing seems to happen. This the shadow has merged into other deeper shadows by now and seems to have just flowed Shit. away from you. Region, damn it! Four shadows have escaped. Fuck. What the fuck was that? I don't know. A shadow, obviously, but not your normal You kind. vomited five shadows! <sighs> what are they? Do you know? I don't know. They're a form of undead. Have you ever known anyone throw them up before? Wait. Oh, gods. What? Earlier. When I when we were searching for the chul, I yes. could sense the presence of undead. Yeah, that would have been it. Uh, oh. But you can do that still. Yes. Oh, it doesn't tell you where though, does it? Just that they're there. They're, they're within a mile. I mean, Which we we know, we know they are. They can't run a mile, surely. That oh. they could move. Um. Pretty quickly, do you, do you feel like you're you're done? Like any more vomulus feelings happening? Like are you gonna throw up more shadows? Or is this a thing that just happens now? Yours. Uh, I'm gonna say make a make a wisdom check. Okay. Uh, Eighteen. This seems to uh, yeah. Your stomach has. Apart from the unsettle, uh, the unsettling of what's just happened, it seems to have settled. You get the feeling that the egg has, now that it's hatched, has nothing else to offer. Oh, oh that's really, really disgusting. They've been growing inside you. Yeah. How do you think I feel about it? Oh, and, it and he does kind of just dry heave a couple more times out of the, uh, the sheer... Like violation of it. Um, At least it wasn't the goulash, wasn't the goose. Out of character, how long is it since we saw Olga? Uh, it has now. Well, it's the night of the thirty. Uh, not the thirtieth. It's the night of the twenty-sixth. You last saw Olga on the fourteenth. I believe so it's been the, twelve days. Yeah. So that was the day of the eight. Celestia like counts on her fingers from it. That, they've been in you for twelve days. Did you feel? Did you not feel anything? Not that I noticed, but to be perfectly oh, honest, shit. we've had a number of other things go on uh, over the past twelve days. Very true, but fucking hell! Can they hear? Like, do you know? Do they? Are they? Do they have brains? Uh, as Could far as you're aware, going cousin, on? yes. Yeah, well, I don't know how, how well they could hear from where they were, but 
But do you think they know what you've been doing? Where you've been? Oh, fuck shit. I, I, I don't see how. They they can see, but they wouldn't be able to see very much. Oh, God. In Could they hear? I, I, again, yes, probably, but... Uh, but I mean, this is really everyone. This is really gross. But like, were they like babies? Like, did, like until they came out? Like, did you like give birth to them? As like, far as I understand, were they like they're conscious? Like, they're like souls, but with no body. But what if they go after people that they heard you with? What if they? Oh, shit, the Grimani's. We should warn everyone. We have to warn them just in case. We do. And I'm going to take off running. <laughs> Which way do you take off running? Back towards the Grimani's. Okay. Okay, yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, I'm going to follow, follow them. them. Okay, you hot foot it back, making it. You, you, uh, with, you know, running as far as you can in the open streets and then you know, slowing down. The... I can move twice as fast in cities. Yeah, and you, you <laughs> take all the shortcuts. Uh, you get there, back there in about six, seven minutes, record time. Uh, you I imagine also, we follow a couple yeah. of minutes afterwards. <laughs> you also, uh, at the very last approach, you kind of slow down while you're making your way through the side alleyway so as not to uh, alert any onlookers as to the actual like, exact location of that of the warehouse. But yeah, you make your way back. Uh, and you can see uh, Mordecai is now back outside reading a book on, in the, uh, in the, under the little gazebo and looks up as you enter. Oh. Oh, I didn't expect to see you back or... What's wrong? Coulson vomited some shadows and we're worried they're going to try and kill everyone. Yeah, we killed one, but there's four left. Okay. As crazy as that sounds, yeah, that, that's that's true. They're some form of undead and they've obviously been... And he, you can see he feels utterly kind of reviled at the, uh, the thought. They've been inside me and we don't know how much they will have known. Yeah, he ate a really bad egg. Somehow, okay, I don't um, think it was, uh, strictly speaking, an egg, but that's not important right now. What's important right now is we've got to track these things down and get rid of them as fast as possible. How? They're shadows. It's dark. We killed one. We can kill the rest of them. It's just finding them. They went in, th you know, three other directions. True. All right. Uh, let, let's let's think about this in stages. Now, the mm. first thing they're going to want to do is get away from us because we are a threat to them. They can hide in any shadow that is cast in the entire city. Yeah, but if they are, as we think they are, going to go after people potentially who we know or have had contact with then it's either going to be here that they're going to come or the ship or the ship now the ship or i suppose the sculptors uh the statue garden but they, i mean i don't know whether they go there to be honest i think the ship's more likely we've spent a lot more time there and we should take a trip to the ship agreed although there's going to be enough crew there on it that uh hopefully that they're not going to be entirely unprepared but well, I feel like they should know they should be on guard you guys gotta be on your guard I'm sorry to drag you into this but you must believe me I had no idea we're worried that they might have been able to hear while they were um, 
Right. Okay. I'll, um... We had a run-in with a witch. It was bad. Okay. No. Um, no, no more. No, don't need to tell me anymore. I'll, uh, I'll tell Justice, um, we'll keep a, we'll keep a guard posted. Yes, keep somebody on watch. It's all right. Well, they shouldn't get you in the day, but, um, night time. Okay, so likely to come at night. That's fair enough. Uh, okay, we'll keep a watch posted. We have, um, we have some guns. Uh, we have, we have some other weapons. If you've got anything magical, that might help. <sighs> yeah, swords didn't seem to be that. Oh, holy. Uh, holy is not really something that's easily accessible for people like us. I mean, I think I the churches would be your best hope. You know, there's, there's, there's a cathedral, there's two big churches in town. But if you're looking for holy things, but I, I can't help you. Yeah. We'll, we'll post a guard. We'll guard. Thank you for telling us about this. By the regent, a witch, you say? Out of character yeah. question. Yeah. If I had cast protection from good and evil on myself, which I have done in the period these things were inside yes, me, would have. that have affected them at all? Uh, it would have stopped them from being able to vomit out. But maybe nothing else. But, no, while they were inside you, casting protection you get from good and evil on yourself uh, would not have killed them while they were inside you. It couldn't, it couldn't have stopped the egg from incubating. Right. Uh, in theory, had you known about it, you could have cast it once a day and that would have sort of indefinitely stopped it from hatching. But eventually... Yeah, unless you'd found another way it would have hatched yeah there were there were conditions for it hatching which were met right would I have any idea with the role that I made previously what those would be uh with 17 yeah um sufficient numbers of people sufficient you know numbers that of people. you know that shadows certain types of shadows um, will seek you know, shadows are drawn to life force to, to, to consume it so it was probably probably the egg was waiting for the first city you entered right yeah okay so it's just enough potential prey well that is comforting in one sense and very disturbing in another because it now means that it might not be that they are going after people who we specifically know it could mean that they're going after anybody anybody will do mm. do you say any of this in character um what Corson would say is that the things are probably going to want to feed if they're not planning on coming back here then as far as I know it, it's it's anyone the thing is though it, it's Olga isn't it I, well, I don't I don't necessarily trust her to be that general with her creations and I do think that maybe we should warn the ship just in case I, I agree with you but it just well. What do you think she's more? Uh, she's going to be more uh, interested in potentially um, fucking things up for us. In that you know, we end up being um, 
in the hope that we are seen as being responsible for everything that uh, these shadows then subsequently do, or using the shadows specifically to fuck with people we care about. She said that she wanted to watch you suffer. I'm going to watch her suffer before this day is out. Without being super gross, how do these things reproduce? Is the danger of more of them? Uh, I'm going to ask you to make a new arcana check to know that. Okay. Uh, just cause an issue? Uh, anyone, I think, at this point. Cool. Just for a different element of this. Uh, I, just, I don't think Scam would know. 15? 5. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's enough. Uh, for causing to know. Yep. You're pretty sure they reproduce by doing the the aforementioned reaching into someone's heart and pulling out their shadow. What? So she could effectively potentially just like kill the whole city. They'll just keep multiplying. In which case it wouldn't make sense to send them after people who could be a threat. Okay, where would they go? Let's think about this logically. They want to feed, right? So they go to places that have lots of people, wouldn't they? Population centres. That kind of thing. They're places with... Hospital. Hospitals. Vulnerable people. Uh, churches. That kind of stuff. They, they go, not, Probably not churches because they don't like holy things, you said. But they, they go to places that, that have lots of food, wouldn't they? Yeah, or like Scam says, anywhere where people are perhaps um, vulnerable already. Weaker. I'm going to ask... Um, oh my god, his name's escaped me. Mordecai. Mordecai, Mordecai. thank you. Uh, my brain was just going M and I was getting no further. I just yeah. had a mental block. I'm going to ask Mordecai. Uh, Mordecai, is there anything like like a hospital in this city? Um, um, there are... Or, you know, big population centres. I mean, the whole city is a big population centre. Uh, there's the market. Uh, some of them operate into the night. Uh, there's... Uh, one, two, three, four, five. There's seven, eight. Mar- there's, yeah, there's, there's seven major markets: um, Saints, Castles, Square, Glazers, Steel, Judgment, Grenville, um, the small one up by Victor's Grove. Then you know, there, there's the, the dock workers. Uh, they work you know Shit. all hours. Um, uh, the Glazers Quarter Iron Ward uh, uh, I, I can get one and he rushes into the house and oh, oh see look in the chat yeah. <laughs> just kind of telling yeah. everyone about this and you, there's a brief report of about five minutes while he you can hear, hear him delivering the message and he comes out with a with a rough map of the city which he passes to you okay. so where were we when that happened uh, so the, look, uh, the alchemists so if you look at the map uh, in the th- uh, thing you were yeah you were going uh, you were if you see where the word iron ward is mm-hmm. yeah. go directly south until you are past the wall so the wall is a great thing the yeah. wall is a great thing so yeah you were in one of the streets right next to the wall okay, okay so which direction did they go uh every direction one went along. Yeah, let's pick one. So they, they, uh, the way you guys went, you got one of the two when they were heading towards, uh, say, Spinner's End. But there were ones that went seemed to go towards the, the Warrens. There were one that seemed to go ones that seemed to go deeper into New Blazes Ward. Um, and yeah, you 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 yeah, you said two yeah. two and then another two, one. two two and so, one. Yeah. so yeah. All right, so, so we went off okay. in other directions entirely. What, one what is there in the Warrens that's a big centre of people? 
Is there a market? Is there a... Uh, w well, within the Warrens themselves... Uh, uh, oh, I'm going to be doing this again. A thought check for... I mean, there's the... the, there's the uh, beyond the McDougall Brewery, no, the Warrens is uh, is all residential. There's just uh, it's just housing and small workshops okay. and the Ooh. like. Um, what about Spinner's End? Uh, Spinner's End. I mean, that's uh, a lot. Of that's residential, but that's all. You know, that's uh, that's uh, where. But there's a market between where we were and there. Yes. there's uh, uh, Judgment so, Square. So yeah, Judgment Square. Uh, there's uh, there's shops. There's uh, the the Church of St Lou is on Judgment Square. Uh, Spinner's End is the textile, is a sort of textiles district. It goes all the way up to Weaver's Ward. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of fat, and there's a lot of, um, you know, f uh, 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 mills and so on, and places where the weavers and the uh, and the clothiers work. What about New Glazers Ward? What is there in the way of? There is, is there a market? Uh, there, there New Glazers Ward, the big market would be anything? Judgment Square. Okay, uh, so Judgment Square. If we go to that, we'd hit basically two of the directions. I mean, that's the biggest population centre that we can hit in. Unless they were going somewhere else. Um, I mean, yeah, from from New Glazers Ward, I, I guess you could go into the suburbs outside the city, but people are a bit more spread out there. And if you're talking about big, you know, class centres, maybe not. It's more likely to be kept within the walls because everyone's packed it's in. It's the best like thing we've sardines. got so far. Let's. So the market's yeah. fair. Okay. Uh, all right. So, I would like, as you, as the three of you searching. Uh, you're functionally giving giving one person advantage, but you are searching for a single shadow with no other evidence except suspicions. So, if Celestia, if you're leading this, I'd like you to do this as a straight roll. As um, a disadvantage. Who's got better perception than me, in all seriousness? Uh, this I is have. an investigation is check. Investigate, oh, investigation, so that'll be me. Yeah, yeah well, investigation. We'll discuss this. I can't believe I'm the best at a that. a little bit dumb. Yeah. Oh, this dice is not treated. Maybe we're going to go with the other dice because that one's been mean to me today. So we're going to go with this one. Oh, shit. Fuck. Bollocks. That would be a nine. You spend the next two hours searching around, checking every place, every building that you can find around uh, around Judgment Square Market, around um, the, the, the new Glazers Ward and, and the area, looking across the bridge. If the shadow that went this way has left tracks, they are not visible to you now. Nothing has shown up yet. You may have, you. If it's going to leave tracks, it might. It might be. You might not be able to find anything. To, you, you don't feel like you can find anything else tonight. I guess we wait till it starts killing people. Causing. Fumes in frustration, and um, says uh, to Mordecai, "Do you know anyone around here who can do a scrying spell?" Um, I should, yeah, have we gone you, back yes, to Mordecai I, after I, this? Yeah, if you've, if you've returned to Mordecai after this, because Mordecai has been Mordecai, you can now see has uh, a pair of pistols. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so let's say we looked in the market and then we went back to Mordecai because yeah. that, that makes right. sense. Yeah. So, and you can see that Chase is there as well and she's got uh, what appears to be a blunderbuss. <laughs> and they're both kind of on, on guard and looking up as you enter but nodding when you arrive. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, uh, there are uh, not any private ones that I know of. Like, not, not any normal private ones. Uh, divining's pretty... It's not one of the most popular 
uh, it's not the most popular discipline, the most, but in terms of uh, retired ones from the military or ones that aren't available, the only one I can think of, I think your best bet would be to check out, would be to try the university and they're, they're not open all hours like, like, you know, like, uh, like Jimothy is. You'd, you'd, you'd need to go in the morning. They'll all be asleep there. We, we could go Set tomorrow. I suppose that will have to do. I can't think of anything else we can do and we can't find a shadow in the dark. Like, we've tried. It'll lie low in the morning, but eventually they're going to start attacking people and then we'll, then we'll find them. I can't think of any other way to do this. Unless there is some other way of more accurately tracking undead. Not that I know. Me neither. Oh, I should have cast Hunter's Mark on it. Yeah. Well. That would only be one more, though. Yeah, one we, more we than still we have, have now. Three. Four is a lot. Mm. Right. Right, let's go back to the ship and make sure everything's okay there. At least that's something we can do. I guess on the way back to the ship while we're walking there, I'll um, ask... Oh, actually, out of character question for two seconds. Is the sculptor's garden on the way to the ship? To any capacity? I mean, if you're going directly... It's a bit of a detour. Because you're, uh, it's a bit of a detour. Because the ship is docked in, is dry docked uh, uh, near Cyprus Quay, and the easiest way would be to cut uh, across the centre of the city, go through Duke Wards, uh, over the bridges there, and, in, and into Cyprus. Uh, uh, it's okay. actually a fair bit out of your way. To okay, never mind. Oh, the statue oh, then. Um, just if it was on the way, I would have popped in, but maybe I'll go after we've been to the ship. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I think I, w- I do want to go tonight. Um, we need to because they need time to find it we've got to get get them looking as soon as possible yeah right okay also i'm going to say this in character um also it might be worth genuinely letting the statue garden know because they, they've got you know people who can fight and stuff if they're with the sculpture it might be worth it being general yeah. knowledge that these things are around yeah it makes sense but I yeah, might suggest word. that we say that we discovered these shadows down there. We oh yes, I don't think we should tell them that you a panic. Yes, definitely. We should just say that they sort of happened. Um, but yeah, um, quick trip back to the ship first. Yeah. Check everyone's okay. Right, you are. Ugh. You okay? No, but I will be. Right. Do you want some sweets? I don't think I can face it right now, to be honest, Scam. Okay. Whiskey, opium. No, I need my wits about me. We've got to sort this out. Okay. You make your way uh, across town. Working through the, uh, making your way out of Olympia's nest, through in, through the iron ward, past the walls, through the iron ward, and the bridge over Victor's Canal, uh, through the small squares, 
across a bridge across the Duke's Canal into the centre of town. Even this late at night, there are still some lights around in Castle Square Market in front of the domed uh, Castle of Stoneglaive. And as you're, uh, you still have to slightly muscle your way past a couple of people to get across the bridge. Past all the, the way, Corson is going to be looking in every corner, every um, yeah. recess. Oh yeah, same. Anything. Make a okay. Make another investigation check uh, with yeah advantage. And I guess I'll do it again. Yeah. yeah, you're all searching. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not twenty. More natural. Okay. As you're making your way past Castle Street, Castle Square Market, you're about to cross the bridge. Something catches your eye. Celestia. I sort of hold a finger up to the two to be still. In the darkness. There's a there's an alleyway about th- uh, three alleyways down. And just because of your dark vision, it's just on the edge of your dark vision, you notice something. And moving closer, you can see it looks like um, uh, a tramp or you know, so, so, someone who's living rough. Uh, and particularly because this uh, uh, taking shelter in one, one of the sort of nicer, more central areas. You move over and you can see uh, there's no there's almost no light here save a very little bit shed by a distant uh, lamp you can see that they are on the ground their face frozen an expression of horror their hands clutched clutched to their chest make another make a anyone can make a perception check Alright, perception. Fuck Fuck it. Nine. Uh, 23. Causing, looking do down, you notice because of the way that the light is showing, against all law and not logic and sense, this corpse has no shadow. Scamp, roll d100. Oh. <laughs> Uh, 50, five? No, 39. 39. You feel a strange sort of pumping in your blood. Had you taken any damage at all recently? Yeah, I'm down some. How much? When? Six. Six. I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> but I'm apparently yeah, like, down When was it? Because you didn't take any from the chul. Regardless, the 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 cuts. Oh no, you got you got, no you got it stabbed. Trap. It was the trap yeah. down in the sewers. As you, That's as you what feel it was. your yeah. blood pumping, you look down at, and apart from the holes in your clothing, which you know to yourself that you'll probably have to get a fighter to stitch up, you can see your skin is completely healed underneath where you got stabbed. Oh, that's really helpful. Yeah, you're back up at full hit points huh. for what that's worth. But looking down, yeah, this this homeless person is dead. Peter appears to have died in absolute terror, and has no shadow. Shit. So now there's five of them. Fuck. This is really bad. Ooh. We've got to figure out a way of luring them into some place so we can get rid of them all. I'm going to light up the alleyway with some dancing lights and just see if I can see 
like any sign. Can I make an investigation check with advantage? Um, oh, natural 20. Okay. Nice. It's the mm. most disturbing thing. Uh, if you deliberately put a light source right next to it, there is like a very faint shadow that the corpse casts, but it's not as strong as it should be. Mm. Like it's, yeah, in, in anything less than very direct light, it just doesn't I'm just going to have them move light. like around every corner of the alleyway and just yeah. see if I can see any, sh- any sign of these shadows. All right. It's only as your very, very moment you catch sight of... You, uh, there is a point where you're looking through the wall, at the, the through the shade, through the shadows, and you catch sight of the silhouette of a tall human figure in a rough-looking coat. And the moment it's the moment that it's outlined, it peels itself off the wall. And springs for you. I'd like you all to roll initiative, please. Nice. Oh, this is horrible. Ooh, uh, 16. Oh. Okay. Sleep tight, everyone. <laughs> Sleep Seven. Uh, uh, pause it. 13. Uh, who got the seven? I, uh, Scamp. Uh, yeah, it was 16 from me. Okay, uh, the shadow goes first. Uh, it lunges straight for you, Celestia. Ah, uh, that was a natural 20. Shit. Uh, okay, so uh, it does. Okay, you take uh, six, but it's a crit, so 12, 12 plus two, 14 points of necrotic damage. Ooh, mate, ouch! And uh. you also uh, lose two points of strength. Put a brackets and a minus two next to your strength, please, uh, so that you uh, um, so that you know what its current value is. So, if yeah, cool. Yeah. I'm on board. Yeah. Sorry, I had a math. Because your normal strength is what nine. Um, 13. 13, okay, one. so well, now it's effectively 11. But so it, don't, would be, don't, yeah. it would be zero. Yeah. Like in uh, terms of Yeah, modifier. in terms of stats, it's zero. Cool, 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 yeah. cool. Don't, rub just, out, don't rub out your 13. No, I'm just going to do it in terms of because uh, if, modifier it, yeah. because I find that easy. If you survive, you will eventually get those back. But um, So, like mechanically, what does it do? Does it mechanically, like... it means, yeah. So what, so, so what it does is it reaches forward and it plunges its hand into your chest and you feel cold, icy fingers grip around your heart and your heart stops for about six seconds. And as it pulls its hand back, strands of your own shadow seem to come after it. Yeah. I imagine I do a sort of... (gasps) and, like, fall to my knees. Yeah. That's freaking Uh, terrifying. Yeah. Ah. Okay, so that was... um, Yep, so that was the shadow's turn. Uh, okay, uh, that makes it Celestia's go. Fuck, I don't know what to do. Um, oh, I'm just gonna try something. Right, I'm okay. gonna go. <sighs> Dissonant whispers. Okay. I'm gonna say, step the fuck back from me, and um, I'm gonna try and cast dissonant whispers on it at first level. Okay, uh, it's wisdom so far? Yes. Uh, that was a 6 
sting. That hit, yeah. that's above you. Okay, it still that's, does some damage. It saves. Though, right? uh, yeah, it gets so it's three d six, but it's going to be halved, and I don't know if it's resistant to it. So, okay. yeah. but um, so that is ten half to five. Okay, the it seems to clutch, the shadow seems to clutch its head and shake and shudder. It shrugs off whatever uh, whatever effect it is, but. The good news is it seems to be about as effective as if you'd used it on a normal per- human who'd, who'd Okay, that's good to know. Uh, but no, it does not turn and flee. Uh, okay, uh, do you have any other th- anything else you wish to do? Ooh, um, hang on, let me see how many inspirations I've got. Um... But it's, it's not run off or anything. It's not run off. Okay, it's, I'm going to leave it, actually. Yeah, 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 I'm all right. It's right in front of you. It's still... It, you can see it's getting ready to plunge another hand into your chest. Uh, okay, uh, Corzin. Okay, Corzin is going to dash forwards mm-hmm. and uh, attempt to cut this thing out of the air. He okay. did, for a brief moment, consider using the blunderbuss, but that's just going to attract unwanted attention. Oh, my God, so much attention. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's the, that's precisely the last thing we want right now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, make your attacks. Please note which one is with uh, is with uh, death, please. Okay. Having seen what happened before, he's gonna uh, do death first. Yep. That is a thirteen to hit. That does hit. Well that's damage. <laughs> Okay, that's eight damage. Nice. Uh, you leave as you strike as you strike it, th- uh, death through. The shadow splits in two, and though it reforms, it's now very fuzzy and indistinct. Okay, I'm uh, gonna try and finish it off with the last one. Okay. Uh, oh well, yeah, that that would hit. That's uh, that's a fourteen. Okay, that hits. Roll damage. Nice, that's ten. Okay, that's enough. As you smack it with, even though it seems to, it's not quite as effective as the same hit on um, on a corporeal creature would be, it's enough to shatter and scatter the remains of its uh, form. Uh, Scamp, you're the only one who still has room to act, so can I ask you to make a perception check, please? Oh, I've just realised something. I didn't do a concentration check for taking damage, so I'm just going to do that and see if my lights yeah, are still sure. up. They are. Cool. Oh, carry on, sorry. Cool. Okay. Um, perception. Oh, seventeen. Okay. Uh, no, sorry. That uh, you, you hmm. as you're looking around, you can't see sign of anything else. Can we tell how long this guy's been dead? Make a medicine check. All right. Uh, if I use my healer's kit, would that give me advantage? Okay, yeah, you know, you're using some surgical tools to kind of cut open the body a bit and look at the decaying state of the muscles. Oh, this is going to look so bad if the guards... Well, no, no, the first thing I'm going to do is just, like, put my uh, hand on him to see if he's still warm. Uh, uh, hmm... I'm going to have you make your medicine check with advantage, though, please, before you do that. I'll give you an answer to that. That's... Oh, bollocks, that's 11. Okay. Um, so he is ice cold when you touch him. You can figure, but, but that, that could be. Lo- 
Yeah, when you when you cut open the flesh and take a look at the muscles and the level of decay you'd be expecting, uh, it seems that the cold is more an effect of the shadow. Yeah, uh, the method of death. You would guess this guy was killed anywhere within, really anywhere within thirty minutes to two hours ago. Right, okay, well that makes sense. Hmm. And the fact yeah. that the, uh, the the shadow that was obviously his uh, was still around makes me think it can't... Uh, okay, right, what Corsin will say, um, having to go this like... Right, the fact that shadow of his was still here means that uh, it can't have been long since he snuffed it. No, probably not. I mean, the other one might still be around here, so she's sort of lurching to her feet. She's looking really bad. I feel really bad. Um, uh, I cast I Cure Wounds. Thank you. Okay. How much is that? That is, I think it's a D8 plus... Plus your wisdom. Uh, my, plus right. my wisdom is yeah, a 2. Alright, I, I, yeah, I'll roll that. that. Okay, you regain uh, 6 hit points. Thank you. Um, so that is... The strength drain does not come back. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I feel um, less injured, but still a, a bit sort of weak. Um, like it's... I hate to say this because it sounds really disturbing, but it's sort of like it's taken something. I Hopefully it's only temporary. Strange. Yeah, it's just... Um, I don't know, don't expect me to lift anything heavy right now. Noted. Right. Let, let's let's get back to the ship, but keep your eyes peeled. We don't want to be jumped like that again. Yes. Okay. I'm going to wink out my dancing lights. I'd say actually keep them up. We might uh, need them. True, but I mean, we're going to be Bloody obvious as all hell if we go around with fucking four light. Just light a torch. Yeah, true, that looks normal. Let's do that. Which you do, and you do have torches. Okay. Okay. You make your way on uh, past Castle Square, across the, over the bridge to the Glasskiln Quay, past the Saints Market, into Cyprus, and eventually to the Dry Dock. In Cyprus Key, where the ship is. The crew have, for the most part, all gone off. They've taken their shore leave. They've found uh, various inns to stay in to spend their money in fairly wildly in expectation of the reward to come. Uh, but there is still a skeleton crew there for two reasons. Uh, one, to guard the ship against uh, being. Uh, against. Well, just vandalism more than someone trying to make off with it. Uh, and just robbers. Yeah, just and making sure that uh, uh, you know the, the no one robs it. No one uh, the crews that are doing the repair work don't skimp on the repair work. Uh, but also because uh, they have rented out a small house nearby, where Captain Brandy is staying, and where Lady. Greta von Schmidt and her entourage are being quietly kept prisoner mm. under a constant guard. Hmm. 
Uh, it is also very close to the dry docks, so you are able to. You, so you are able able to go to either of those. Um, or both, really. Yeah, the one you, with the captain, I guess. Yeah, if, how, how do you yeah. guys feel? Yeah, that sounds like the most sensible thing yeah. to do. Because he can yeah. let everyone know and all that. With, uh, yeah, as you knock on the door, the door opens and there's a kind of slightly um, merry-looking Uncle Veek. Like, oh, hello. I was just having some drinks with Brandy. Um, brandy with Brandy, in fact. What, what brings you? Um, we have some shit that's happening and we think you should probably know. I'm sorry to ruin your good night. Ah, shit. All right, come in. He pulls the door open. Uh, you know what, yeah. Come, uh, 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 does the captain need to hear about this? Yes. All right. Uh, he leaves you in the hallway for a moment. You see him open a door, and you hear there's a bit of laughter, uh, and it's the recognizable sound of Captain Brandy. <laughs> but there's also um, a high or Syrian voice. And that is. But you see, that is when I told them, you can't treat a lady like me in that way. It's hardly... Oh, your man is here, uh, Marlin. Ah, yes, Vig, what is it? A bit of trouble. Uh, I'm afraid I'm going to have to take you away from entertaining our guest. Right. Hold, uh, hold there. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> well, I'll be right back. Captain Brandy comes out. Right. I thought the three of you would be getting uh, pissed. What's the problem? We'd really like to be getting pissed. Corzin, do you want to take this one? Uh, sir, we've run into a bit of um, uh, trouble with some... Now, when I say shadows, I mean corporeal or non-corporeal undead. They've already killed somebody, a uh, homeless man by the looks of it. But, um, it seems like it was something that's been, uh, following us around since we left Pedro's March. Right. It was from, um, a pretty sadistic person, and we're kind of worried. Uh, this might not be the case, but we're, we're quite worried that they might be targeting people that we know. That might witch in Pedro's case. March. Right. If, they, if they've been, um, if it's us they've been following, then it only makes sense that they'll either come after the ship or, uh, Somewhere or else one of be. us. But the person they've killed was unconnected, so it might be they're just after people who are easy targets. Either way, we just thought we should probably warn you. We're trying to track them down, but it's as you've probably know it's night time right now there's a million and one places they can hide yeah well shadows is hard for folk to swallow I believe you don't get me wrong but uh, still I'll tell them there are some robberies going on and that'll be enough to keep them in a group uh, should reduce the odds of them being picked off as for those of us here we're, pay, play, we're posting guards anyway to keep her ladyship uh, secure. Can't have her running Having a nice time with her ladyship, are we? She is so boring. Really? She is horrendously boring. But 
with toffs, you should keep them entertained if you want to actually see the ransom. Yeah, I suppose so. So it's if if you should you should treat them well so that once the ransom is delivered, they don't try and send people after you for vengeance. No, you have a point there. Hmm. Anyway, thanks for the tip off. We'll keep an eye out. We've got a room here if you need to stay the night. Want to stay under some guard? We have some more business to attend to. Right. Well, give us another knock if you need to stay. Thank you. Thank you, Captain. Best of luck. Stick together. Will do. Okay. We fuck off, I guess. Um, yeah. Where do you guys want to go next? Uh, I really wouldn't mind popping into the statue garden before the night's yeah. out. Yep. I mean, I'm sure they'll appreciate the warning as well. Yeah. They won't hurt. With Scamp guiding the way, it takes only about 20, 25 minutes to cross the entire city. Um, Keeping an eye out all the yeah. way for shadows, obviously. And uh, you get past... I mean, yeah, I guess uh, make another investigation check. Okay. Yeah. Um, without without advantage, advantage? Yeah, cool. Because... Uh, so that is actually 16. You see no other signs? It's too early. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, too early for signs to start start showing up. But yeah, that natural twenty got you one one, but no, mm. <laughs> yeah. uh, they, they the signs aren't visible yet. Uh, so you make your way back to the statue garden, and uh, they're still open. They're selling wine instead of coffee <laughs> at this hour, but uh, the uh, elf at the bar nods, uh, recognizing you. Ah, we have uh, the same room as uh, before, before prepared for you. Thank you very much. Uh, and she sends some what she serves you a little bit of wine on the house. Apparently, uh, she doesn't t- uh, say anything about uh, price. And you are uh, escorts you to the room where, about five minutes later, Veldrina returns. So I and she actually does have coffee. Fucking hell! How late Still is there. it? It's late. It seems that she's got a slightly, uh, a slightly less intense brew, but still. Still coffee. Still coffee. <laughs> still, it's like midnight. Jesus Christ! Does this woman this sleep? This woman does not sleep uh, ever. No, um, she doesn't. She just has coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so, I see you've come back. Yes. Good um, news. Very good, good news. news and bad news. Uh, yes, good news and bad. Which would you We're like first? Care of the bad news first. Oh well. Um, all right. Um. Well. We we ran into uh, some other complications while we were taking care of the chul. I mean, there are some really... shadows, some necrotic shadows. At um, least four of them, maybe more. Shadows. And Yes. Yes. Like, um... Like undead shadows. Non-corporeal entities that feast on the life force. Shadows in a city. Yes. How many? At least four. At least four left? By the reason that's... We managed to get two of them, but um, they're, they're out and they're above ground. Right. Well, let's see what we can do to try and find some of those. There are 
Why why do you look like that? Why why do you look so terrified? She, yeah, she she does look genuinely terrified. So um hmm uh in the uh early early days of uh uh Meadmere, there was a, a, a sorcerer uh who a sorcerer necromancer who created shadows and would send uh, four or five of them into an enemy town or city as uh, functionally a bomb. And a very slow bomb. Not that slow. How, how not slow are we talking? Well, if they weren't fought off and rooted out, they could destroy, ta- uh, they could destroy an entire city within a month. And then spread. Fuck. They can't move during the daytime. Can they be found during the daytime? Probably. Um, maybe they they would they they during the, they're weak in the sunlight. They can't do a lot, so they'd they'd retreat to shadow during that time. I would recommend uh, we are going to try and look for those. I recommend you look for those and yeah, try and get the rid of those as quickly as possible. We may need to tip off the militia about this. I agree. Yes. Okay, leave, leave that to us. Yeah, do you have a channel to do we that? We have a channel to do that. Brilliant. Yes, uh, please, uh, yes, pl- please stop that if you can, because no one, no one likes their city being shadow-bombed. Yes. Um, on the bright side, the jewel's gone. Thank you. We'll we'll look into your problem for you. Thank you. Uh, when, when that might that might be a secondary priority right now, uh, because of that. But we will get on that. That will happen. That would be good. Uh, we can sort out the. Um, uh, there hasn't the... been a, that. Uh, there hasn't been a shadow. There hasn't been a recorded shadow bomb in two hundred years. No one, no one knows how to make them anymore. What do you mean no one knows how to make them anymore? They were made by a sorcerer. The, the powers of sorcerers go with them when they die. Um, made, uh, the, 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 the modern necromancy, from what I understand of it, can't replicate that. They can't make shadows the way they can. Uh, the, 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 the sorcerer, that, that sorcerer could. Um, but he, he found a way to take shadows and compress them into a physical form. And then if they were, give, if they were put somewhere and sent to the cities, they would then hatch and then start to multiply. But Ooh. nowadays... Corson uh, puts his head in his hands. Those, those were all destroyed, as for, or so I thought. If one survived... Even if he's gone, would it still have? Oh yes, if 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 it's yes, if if the thing he created survived, it would still be able to do that. I I thought I thought all of those were destroyed. She there's a make an insight check. I'm going to say. Ooh, oh four. Can anyone else do? Yeah, yeah, anyone else can. Yeah. Okay. You don't get to play no more. Fuck off, mate. Insight. Eight. Oh no, that's a nine. Oh, amazing! Oh. Yeah, she's kind of unreadable about uh, about that, but for whatever reason, she seems to take the idea of a shadow bomb very seriously and seems to know a fair bit about it. Um, you seem to know a lot about this. Do you know where to track them? 
no, no. Um, all I know is how to survive one, which is get out of the city, go to the country, or move somewhere else entirely. Obviously, that's not really an option where we are right now, so instead, uh, I would say, try and get them all killed before they can keep spreading. Right. Uh, they should... The good news is that once they find somewhere safe to hide, they'll probably cluster there, or, the, or any others they create will cluster there. So... Um, how many did you say there were? Four. And that was, then what, an probably, hour ago? Then they'll probably find four safe hideouts, and any others they create will return to those hideouts during the day. Okay. So, Good to know. So pick them off during the day. That's the time when they'll will, all be together. Will the sewers be a, a good hideout for them? Quite possibly, yes. They're, they're, they're dark. It'd be, it would make a safe place to go during daytime. Right. Well, I guess that's uh, one of the first places we've got to look then. Yes. Um, definitely. But not at night, because they could be anywhere at night. Mm. So we sleep, and then we start looking. Yeah. Agreed. And um, I know this isn't First thing on your mind right now, but if you could let me know if you hear anything about that ship, I'd be really grateful. As soon as we know you will. Thank you. Well, then she drains her coffee, her hand shaking a little bit. Cup rattles on the saucer. And, um, yeah, let us know if you hear anything else shadow-related. We will. She taps the cup down. Let's hope we can find them before it's too late. I'll notify the militia through our usual channels, get them to start doing a search. I fear they won't take it too seriously until it may almost be too late, but I will see what I can do to galvanise the response sooner. If there's anything we can do, let us know, okay? She nods. Yes. Do what you can. Arm yourself however you can. Mm. I mean, if you want to scare some militia, we could always create the illusion of a shadow in front of a bunch of people somewhere busy in the middle of the day. That's just going to cause a panic, surely. Maybe we need but panic. Then they'll... I don't think a panic's a bad thing right now. If people start panicking now, we might be able to deal with it. I think that's a pretty good idea. I leave that sort of planning to you. We have enough of our place with this as well. But so. would that help if we made them take it seriously? It could. It could. I think anything you can do to... to try and get support tracking these down the better one thing you need you should know is that the longer they are uh, the longer they're around the more time they have to build up right so we need to nip this in the bud this is a this is a problem that will increase exponentially over time okay Right, well, let's throw up a, uh, a list of places to hit tomorrow uh, in search of these things. The sewers are one. Where are the others? Belfries, um, basements, attics. Crypts. Is there a cemetery? Are there uh, the the cemetery, yes. There are, uh, are ossuaries beneath the churches, although those are all... Uh, those all have all been sanctified oh, wow. to So prevent... they wouldn't be able to get in. Yeah. Yes. Mm. 
prisons, dungeons? Uh, there are prisons beneath the castle, um, although that would obviously be quite Because that just feels like victims that can't run. It's possible. Oh, literally like a pool of food, yeah. It's possible, although I, I'm aware that the uh, prisons are actually watched. True. Yeah, we mm. know from experience. Um, but there, there could be all number of places, yes, and anywhere where they could survive and retreat to during the day, but with an ample source of prey. <sighs> right. Good night. I need to drink something a little stronger now. Sleep well. I don't sleep. She drains the coffee cup. <laughs> is this individual an elf? This individual yeah. is an elf. Right. Okay. Yeah, so that's that's not unhealthy. Yeah. I mean, they should still trance. Like you still need like eight yeah. hours of trance, you know, mm. which is functionally sleep. But it's not quite, but like you still need that, you know. Yeah. Okay, Celestia kind of gets up from her chair and sways a little bit. Oh, God, I don't know what this thing's done to me, but it's not good. Right, where should we... Sleep. Where do you want to stay? Just get a room. Do you want to stay with the Grimanis, or do you want to stay on the ship? Or... I feel like bad things happen wherever we are. Let's not take that to the Grimanis. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, there are actually that. rooms available above the statue garden. Um, Let's just stay here. Yeah. They are pricey, um, so let's just sleep in an alley. <laughs> um, no, come on. Let's not sleep in an alley when there are shadows fucking everywhere. <laughs> At least we'd find them. Then. Yes, but also I feel weird, and <laughs> we need to be as well rested. And as I need to sleep. I mean, look, look, possible. look. Celeste holds out her hands, and they're like shaking a little bit. Look, look at my fucking hands. They're literally shaking. I, I really need, like. To not sleep in an alleyway. Let's get a single. We'll get a single room here. I feel like maybe we should take watches. That's a good idea. Okay. Um, for a single room, and they do actually do uh, a, a, do a breakfast, which they bring up to the room. Uh, it will <laughs> cost you uh, with. It's a single room with a kind of with a double bed, so it allows one person to be up doing watch, two people sleeping on the bed. Um, it will cost you two gold pieces. I'll pay for it. Because this place is classy. That's <laughs> so expensive. Okay. As you settle... Uh, the three of you settle in. Uh, can I ask for your order of watches, please? Um, Cause in first. Yeah, I'm going to sleep. I feel weird. I'll go second. I'll go third. Okay. Um, during your... Yeah, okay. Uh, and yes, perception checks. Uh, so, causing first. Uh, 13. Okay. You know shadows seem to creep up and attack you during the uh, during your watch. Uh, Scamp, as before you're shaken awake, you have dreams about... Cannons exploding and strange, tall, purple skinned tieflings and skin and fire. But Corson shakes you awake, you take your watch. Make a perception check. Ten. 
Nothing that you see comes for you in the night. You shake Celestia awake. Celestia, your sleep has been mercifully dreamless. But when you awake, the strength and warmth is returned to your muscles. Do I have my normal have strength, strength back? back? Okay, cool. And can I ask you for your last check, please? Eleven. Okay. Nothing else comes until the morning and the rays of dawn creep over the city. Causing. In your sleep, you find yourself back beneath the hole, the, the, back in the hold of the Charlie's regret. Struggling against a rope around your throat. Stringer Smith holding onto it. But this time, as the light from the oil lanterns flickers, and you just hear that. <laughs> from behind you, five shadows begin to curl up from between the barrels and extend cold hands before a coil of rope slaps them away. And you can see Stringer pushes you behind him and is now standing in front of you, striking the shadows. It's nice that you've all got a place to play, but stay away. This one's my prey. And he strikes the shadows again and seems to drive them away before turning back to you, tightening the rope. And then you awake to the cold light of dawn. And that... Eleven fucking episodes, we're still being um, haunted <laughs> by this guy. <laughs> and <sighs> that is where I'm going to call it for tonight. Fucking hell, no sleep for us. Thank oh, you yeah. all very much for playing. Thank you all very much mm. for listening. And farewell from <sighs> all of us here at Flintlocks and Fireballs, Fair Seas, and Natural Twenties. There's danger meeting your own race and comfort in a secret place. But don't forget the deals you made, the details spring back in the shade. So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcimere. No kraken, storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear.